Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <gasps> that is three voices. Who's here with me? <laughs> Wait, this is the Dependent Podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's really early. I'm the dependent part of and that. I haven't taken a shower, so I just rolled out of bed, and here we are, because my mom took the kids to the PX to go shopping and eat Popeye's chicken. So we're taking advantage of the silence. Mm-hmm. So it's me, Kimberly yeah. Garner. And your and husband, Shane. I know you're all sick of him, but he's back again. Yeah. And? I am, drumroll, <laughs> the host's father, Mark. And he's very stressed out about that. <laughs> oh, not so ever. Uh, you, uh, you forget that I took a broadcasting class when I was in college. You also said this is going to be a train wreck two minutes ago. So, Well, that's not, be- <laughs> that's not because of me, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's true. All right. So we were thinking, Dad's a big fan of the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Him and the other three people. <laughs> However, there are things that I cannot unhear. Yes, that's true. That those don't usually come out of my mouth. Those are other people. Not so much. I always much. apologize ahead of time. Not so much. Dad, but don't go ahead. Carry don't on. listen to this. Carry on. <laughs> Earmuffs. Yeah. But anyway, so Shane, my husband's here. Mm-hmm. He's to make sure we don't completely lose track of oh, everything. Oh, I'm not in charge of any <laughs> oh, of this. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm just interested in talking to your dad dad is here and he was so i'm a military brat i've probably said it a million times he was in the marine corps for 20 years exactly right 20 years in a week just make sure no admin pogue made a mistake in the math because i do have broken time what's a pogue person other than grunt oh yeah learn something new every you know this podcast is so educational i found how is it spelled (laughs) it it was (laughs) is it p-o-g yeah why wouldn't it be a pog (laughs) <laughs> You're asking military-educated people. Because to, to me, Pogue would be P-O-O-G, not P-O-G, because P-O-G seems like Pog. Well, it wouldn't be because you asked us how to spell it, and we okay, told you. Well, that's true. All right. <laughs> so how old were you? Well, we're going to start from the beginning. Where are you from? Mark Grahams, we know where you're from, Shane. Nobody cares. Well, I'm from a, a little city between Madison and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, called Watertown. I think it's more town than city, right? I'm not well, sure what the... Well, it's a city. What's the population now? That's probably uh, maybe 28,000. I remember thinking it was a big town, too, when I lived there, and now living here. Clarksville's <laughs> over 250,000 people. I think it's more than that, probably. Yeah. How big was it? Was it about the same size when you were young? Like, it hasn't grown or shrunk? It's just kind of stayed steady? No, it's grown. Oh, it has grown. Oh, yeah. Mm. It seems like it lost a lot of, um, like, what were the jobs that everybody did? Back in the day, what was the... Factories. Just all factories. Yeah. So you went to elementary, middle, high school there. Never moved. Never moved. I was... uh, My dad worked in a factory, Mm -hmm. obviously, because there was no (laughs) other jobs there. Uh, What time? My mom never finished the sixth grade because their family put her to work as a uh, domestic servant kind of thing. In their own home or like for other people? No, for other people to make money. So like, they didn't have any. Like a maid? Or right, like right, a living? Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a maid. Like living or she went there no, during the day and then came back? No, no, she, yeah, she came back. So she'd do laundry and ironing so, and cleaning, that sort of thing. What kind of factory was Grandpa in? It was a brand cashier company. So it was like a, uh, they made cash registers and coin counting machines and things like that. Now, and he worked in other factories too. He worked in a brass factory like during the war, but... Uh, and then did she work in any factories once she was... No, no. She always did 
Domestic she, she, stuff. Yeah, or she worked in restaurants. Uh, when I was a kid, she had three part-time jobs. She'd worked Holy for the mackerel. Yeah. She worked for the pri- she worked for the priests doing their laundry, uh, the, like the the altar cloths and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I just noticed I did my hand motion here that <laughs> nobody can see. see. But, uh, so uh, did the the altar cloths and the the vestments and things like that. And then she worked at a, a, a drive-in type restaurant downtown. <gasps> Oh, which one? Schuetz. Oh, it was Schuetz. Yeah. yeah. How many siblings? I do have siblings. Yeah. You mean uh, his siblings or yes. theirs? Yeah. No, yours. Yeah. No, I've, uh, I was kind of, it was kind of an interesting story <laughs> because. Uh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mother went to the doctor because she thought it was a change of life. <laughs> <laughs> and surprise, <Menopause. laughs> surprise, it was me. <laughs> it wasn't menopause, it was Mark. <laughs> That's right. So I was actually born on my sister's 20th birthday. How so my bad. oldest sibling was a nun since she was 15. Ugh. So uh, every birthday, I went to the convent because they weren't allowed <laughs> at that time to, to come home. Home? On visits. Can you except for sending your 15 every once in a while. Kid? Like, yeah. That blows my mind. So yeah, she, so Did that's, that's, and then I have a, a brother that was in the army. And so he was the next in the, in the pecking order. First my oldest sister, the nun, and then my brother. Oh. My brother, who's 16 years older than me, uh, he he worked, uh, well, he went in the Army. Yeah, like right away out of high school? Um, I think so. It was yeah, it was like kind of pre-Vietnam. I was going to say, what war was going oh, wow. on? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was before Vietnam. Did he get out before Vietnam kicked up bad? Right. Oh. Yeah. He was, so he was stationed at El Paso and, and married his spouse there. She was playing accordion <laughs> at the USO. This is the most and, Wisconsin thing I've ever heard in my whole life. And he also played it. My whole family played, you know, all my siblings played accordion. I took accordion lessons when I was 12. I had to tote that heavy monster up three flights of stairs. Your parents paid for accordion lessons. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Despite uh, that, that was being one, that probably was, pretty broke, I think. That was re- one regret they had. But, you know, that's, <laughs> I mean, that that's, you weren't uh, successful at it or that they paid for it in the first place? Uh, yeah. Both. Yeah. <laughs> and, you weren't, and you didn't become a priest, so there was that. Well, my mother did want me to become a priest, but I met girls and... So that didn't work. <laughs> the Marines a, does make a little more sense. Well, that's a common story there. I, mean, I worked for a guy. He he was going to be a priest and went on a date. Went on a date <laughs> and never never turned back and became a HVAC guy. You know, I just you know just well, lived his life. You know, that's funny. Yeah. So then my next sibling down was my sister. Yeah, who was a, from what I understand a wild child, uh, but oh, he was she was a few years younger than than my brother. Um, but she died of leukemia when she was 21. So I was like in second Crazy. grade then. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't, that was good. So I was basically raised as an only child. Yeah. You well, might say. It, it reminds me of my dad. My dad moved in with his grandparents. Uh, well, moved in. When he was born, he was given to his grandparents and all his aunts uh, raised him. So he was kind of an only child for a minute because everyone else was, you know, their grandparents uh, at that point. Grandpa, sure. you know, his dad went, Military. Pro- His mother was only 15 14, or 14. 14 years old. It was up on the mountain in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> but back in the day, <laughs> he had my Aunt Edith and Aunt Cherry, and they were kind of like moms to him. And they, you know, but you didn't, you said your sister went in at 15. So, oh, yeah. I you, never, never they were gone, gone long gone before oh, yeah. you they even. Were all, they were all, yeah. Like I say, my younger sister, my, the, the, the sister that was, 
closest to me mm. died of leukemia when she was 21, and I was in second grade. That I don't know, you could do the math. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Ages, like but seven, maybe. Yeah, like eight, a year younger than Juniper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's sad. So when uh, uh, it came time for me to start <laughs> making decisions about life, I wasn't really good at. I, matter of fact, I was horrible at school. Yeah, I just, same. I, just, I got my C's and I was cool. <laughs> if I had C's, I was happy, yeah. and that was a rarity. So you know, I I uh, graduated high school by the just by a hair, and uh, so I, and I, and I was an August baby. So I was a Young youngster. You, I was, yeah, yeah, I was seventeen yeah. So I gradu- when I graduated. Graduated when I was seventeen. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't really good at uh, anything academically. I wasn't going to get any scholarships. Sports, you know, I was. Did you play sports fair. in high school? I, I did. I w- did they I have a golf on, team? I was on the golf team. I, <laughs> I didn't know they awesome. have a golf team back then, I feel like. <laughs> I was on the golf team for three years. I played basketball when I was... Uh, the popular see, guys the so- on the golf team? When I was a sophomore. No, I wasn't popular. No, <laughs> they were I, not I, the cool. I broke two clubs in my first match because, you know, I bought these cheap Kmart oh. Blue Light specials and... You know, I was hitting the ball, so I, it broke two clubs. So that's I had to crazy. play with the rest of my clubs. That's, then, so. that's so funny. That's why I can't believe they had a golf team. Yeah, well, they no. did. That's yeah. crazy. Because Ben, my brother, was on the golf team, even yeah. though he was six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if he was that tall in high school. He was at least no. six four, though. Right. Like he might have got those, but he said that he the coaches from the basketball team used to yell at him in the hallways trying to recruit him to basketball and he was like no I golf (laughs) which had to have been like the dumbest thing I think volleyball coaches would sometimes say something to me and then no I mean I actually actually signed up for the military in November of your senior year yeah so I had so I went out for track that year because I figured "Mm, I better I better get in shape because uh the marines why did I choose those? yeah I was gonna say why the marines when everybody was army well, I actually went to the Air Force <laughs> office. Oh, you chose wisely the first time. <laughs> there, there was none in Watertown, so oh. you had to go someplace else. And uh, probably Madison or Milwaukee. Yeah, so I had some buddies that were going to the Marine Corps, and we all hung out at the recruiter's office. So that kind of sucks you in when you're, you know, hanging it's with like, the crowd. And I like the uniforms. I mean, just, well, that's oh, everybody say, likes the you uniforms. Can't beat the dress <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. They're, the uniforms are nice. Yeah, they're the best well, looking was, service, and that's usually Viet- why people. But wasn't Vietnam going on? Vietnam was still going on because th- that was seventy three, no- November of seventy three, that I signed. You up. had no fear of Vietnam. Uh, I well, for one thing, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't really right <laughs> or, or worldly. I you before, didn't have cla- They weren't talking about it at school. Uh, it was kind of diminishing. I mean, they they weren't sending anybody else in, so it oh. didn't. So all all the. All the, the military that were in mm-hmm. usually had some kind of service in Vietnam, but they weren't sending anybody else over. It was it was dwindling. Down. Yeah. Who was president then? Oh, good lord! Yeah, Who was president? Well, but I mean, was it somebody 70, who like got elected and was like, "We're done here"? And I, I actually four. I don't even Ford, Ford maybe Ford then Carter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was lean years in the military. What do you mean? Well, I mean the, the pay wasn't good. Oh. <laughs> the the benefits weren't that great. The facilities were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would think that, and the marine gets. The they seem get, to never upgrade anything. They're well, like, well, the marines get the, what's left over from the why other is services. that though? Uh, they seem to take pride in taking less. Well, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, but that but might be that's forced. They don't have yeah, a they don't have a choice, so they're like, we're just gonna act like we well, like this. <laughs> I remember, I remember talking to you years ago about a about the commanding general of the Marine Corps being t- being prideful in pushing money back. To oh, the DOD. Oh, yeah. Like, like we don't need money for We don't for need that? this. <gasps> yeah. 
It's just goofy. My my thought though is with it with Vietnam going like dwindling, there's the cultural perception of Vietnam, which was horrible at the time. I'm surprised that there was anyone joining the Marine Corps or, <laughs> or the Army or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like the with all the protests, or was that not really a thing in Watertown, Wisconsin? Uh I remember one protest from people from Milwaukee came. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And Watertown was living their life. Just went in their houses and locked their doors. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was more... The hippies are coming. (laughs) I think it was more of a civil rights march than than it was was the uh, Vietnam War. Which would be... Because it was was dwindling anyhow. Which would also be weird in Watertown, Wisconsin, considering that. Well, we did have one black family. It's crazy. It it, yeah. it always blew my mind because because you were in the Marine Corps and we traveled so much. Mm-hmm. DOD schools are the most diverse. Like I had never been on an airplane. I had never been out of the state of Wisconsin. I th- I think I remember my parents take me out of state once. That we went across the bridge and came back in <laughs> Iowa or something, <laughs> <laughs> just so I could say I went to out Moines. of the state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'd never had any of that experience. And you did did it freak you out being on a plane? I hate planes. Um, I do not enjoy it. Tell you the truth, at seventeen, you know, uh, I was just scared. You yeah. know, I, I, I was just, I did what I was told. Just tell me where to go, and I'll be there. It is amazing. I mean, me having similar experience. I think we went because you were only seventeen too. I mean, I was in. My dad took us to, you know, I was in Germany. I was in California. I was in North Carolina, but all that was before the age of two, and then we went to Tennessee and Nashville, being an hour. And ten minutes away was a was a trip. We we never went to Nashville. We went to Atlanta twice, maybe, and then making the decision. Just so weird to me to join the military and then following through with it because I was the same experience. Seventeen, scared, and putting myself through something that I knew was going to be awful. Yeah, and, that's why I didn't go. Had no, like, <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know. I mean, exactly. I knew I didn't want to work in a factory, mm-hmm. and I knew I wasn't. There was no other jobs around. What was I going to do? Yeah. So. So then you went. The military to do- gave me an opportunity, actually. So, so you- But funny thing is, my recruiter. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. You know, you take the ASVAB yeah. test to see what you're good at. That's yeah. not changed. <laughs> and, you know, and I I signed up for three years because my recruiter said, "Well, don't worry about it. You can choose your job or your MOS, the Marine Corps <laughs> calls it." Uh, when you get it, you know, when you graduate from boot camp, well, guess what? No, that no. doesn't happen. They, <laughs> they called out my name at the end of graduation and told me what I was going to do, and I and I and I it was communications. It. it was communications, but which isn't terrible now, considering. Now, all my buddies went in. They I signed a three year contract. They signed a two year contract where it's open, the, the, and they went grunt. They were infantry. Oh, and yeah. they hated they hated life because they got oh, went to li- they all went Camp Lejeune. Ever yeah, I think people still hate Camp Lejeune. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like North Carolina brag. None of the base. Nobody looks kindly upon right. any of the stuff there. Right. But so you flew out of Milwaukee, I assume. Right. Straight In to San Diego. Straight through, or did you yeah. stop? Oh. No, San Diego. They were like, they're not going to let you get off anywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You got the you got the one private that's holding all the stuff for everybody. You know, your, your envelopes and yeah, travel oh and get off the plane, and you got the. Hari Krishna's, you know, banging her tambourine. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows what it is anymore. What world did I step in? <laughs> well, yeah, Wisconsin to California even yeah. now is a little weird, but. So just like you see in the movies, you know, the yellow footsteps and stuff like that, getting into the bus and going underneath oh, the dark yeah. tunnel, yeah. that's all, that's all real. So, yeah. then, so then you get to boot camp. 
get off the bus and they just start screaming at you? Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. they That's scream right. at you before you get off the bus. Oh, That's they scream at you on the bus? They, they don't scream at you in the airport or while you're on the bus, but once you get off the bus, to get off the bus, that's when they start screaming. Yeah, I don't get why they have to scream. But you well, never got on the bus. They're breaking so. you. They're breaking. I know. <laughs> they're breaking you down. They're, they they start breaking you down from the very beginning. You're gonna they're gonna decivilianize you. Well, you come to appreciate that, especially after you know, after my experience with the military, and 20 years later, there's a. You're not seeing that experience in boot camp anymore. There's oh, a lot more individuality and stuff. And you go, what is you know what are they doing? Why did they change this? And it was because public perception. But you needed to break down the cultural identities of every the individuality of every single person, where they had to lean on the person to the left and the right of them, and become a team. It's and, all about building teamwork. Yeah, it's, it's but all that's teamwork. Probably the only the army, the Marines are probably still screaming at them. And oh no, I doubt they're catering to them as yeah, much. Yeah, but you know, before my time, a little bit, they actually laid hands on you. Oh, and, and, what? And I don't mean healing either. Like what? Yeah, and so so like my time, they were punch doing. Ya? They, well, I don't know. I can't. Kick I can't say because I wasn't there. But I'll tell you about my experience. They they came very. You know, they wear those campaign covers. Those. Yeah. Those, they're all hard starched. I mean, those hats. Drill sergeant hats. They they could yeah. peck you in the the bridge of the nose. That you know when they're tell, talking to you. You know, they so peck <laughs> you <laughs> by accident, of course. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel good. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd be real well, mad. That didn't really change until after my time because I had a guy. I mean, my first experience was that round brown hit me in the side of the head. Calling you goofy? Calling me goofy. I was the tallest, you know, my grandpa. Wow, they, call, they called you nice stuff. <laughs> Disney characters. Oh, no. We, we didn't get called Disney characters. That, that, was, that must be the argument. I don't have a censor button. <laughs> I, goofy was the least. It was you goofy. Yeah. Mother yeah. goose. So, <laughs> so my grandpa and my dad said, just, just blend in. Don't say a word. Don't. Don't yeah, but they're of average. Well, they're tall, but not and too then tall. I get to my platoon, and I'm in the back of the platoon, <laughs> getting ready to go in the chow hall, and I realize I'm a foot taller than every single person in my platoon. That was my brother Ben, too. Yeah, though. and the drill sergeant from probably 200 feet away screams, hey, you big, tall, goofy mother. And, <laughs> and I'm just, and my heart dropped, you know. Next thing you know, yeah, fast forward, talking to you know, me. long story long, but he, <laughs> he comes up and he's just pecking me with that thing. Why didn't you answer me? Are you not goofy? Are you, or no, is it, are you not tall? <laughs> yes, drill sergeant. Are you not goofy? And my pride took over and I was <gasps> like, negative drill sergeant. <gasps> and he knew my name that day Mistake. all she, the way through. No, let me tell you what the, the advice for those going in. <laughs> You don't want them to know your name. Absolutely. It's not, not like Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to be anonymous. Ted Danson's not there. <laughs> if you get to graduation, your drill instructor goes, who, is there, who are you anyhow? Yeah, that, yeah, that, you, you accomplish I don't even remember your mission. you. <laughs> right. Because once they know you, then you're going to be a target. And if you have a weird name from a Midwestern weird name that's got the alphabet well, hit, in it. Dad's so, name, did, yeah. so did you have a, did the drill instructors have a pet name for people that they couldn't pronounce or? Oh, oh yeah, there was one what guy. Was the name, what, was, what was the name that, no, a common name that they could use with everybody. Oh. They call them all Bob or something? Um, no, they. Marine, Marine Corps was Schmuckatelli. Oh, Schmuckatelli? Come, come here, Schmuckatelli. <laughs> I feel like that's dated. I, I don't think they. Well, it probably is dated. Uh, yeah. Honestly, that's why I asked if. Like, you who calls anybody anything. a schmuck anymore? No, I don't even. They, the the common name was you, 
and they would yell, well, that's hey. A fe- that's a female sheep. You don't call somebody yeah. a you. Oh. They go, hey, you. And then and the first person to turn around. Is it? Is it. <laughs> yeah. And it was either getting punished or getting uh, detailed or something like that. But we had one guy, name started with a W, and it had every letter in the alphabet. And they called him, the first drill sergeant that saw him, what the hell is that? Come here, Winder Wheelie. Like that. And just, and that was his name for the rest of, you know. At least you know they're talking to you. And so they'd yell, Winder Wheelie, you know, and he'd come running as hard as he could, you know. Did you ever have to be a drill instructor? Shane never, he taught, but he never had to do drill instructing. You know, in the Marine Corps, there are three special duties that really, you know, boost your, your, Portfolio. Your, your <laughs> portfolio, your package, your resume. For promotion stuff. Drill instructors, one, recruiters, another. They call them billet, B billets. Mm-hmm. Uh, drill instructor, recruiter, or Marine security guard, which is embassy duties. Marines are the only ones that go guard embassies all over the world. Yep. Um, I wonder so, how they decide that. But yeah. Well, you, you have to apply, you have to be a volunteer. And actually, for embassy duty, you cannot be married if you're an E5 or below. You think that's still a thing? Well, I'm pretty sure it is. Hmm. Is it yeah. just to keep. Only, focused on what they're doing. There's usually, unless it's a really big embassy, there's only one staff and CO and one officer. So which of the three did you do? I did none. Yeah. No, I a, thought you did recruiting. You no, I didn't. You I, didn't? I, I, I was, <laughs> the, well, what were you doing there? <laughs> the, the other, oh, okay. Well, we'll have to, yeah, get, okay. you better write that down and come back okay, to it because right, that, right. that is a good story. So the, I was a career planner, which is another oh, B billet, but it's, okay. it's not really the, one of those powerhouses. But honestly, that kind of set a trajectory for you. It did indeed. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It, but you never know it when you were doing it. But so I, what, I, I hated my communications job. I finished second last in class in San Diego. <laughs> what and it, so they had a, a, they, they put on the board all the duty stations that are available. Oh. And numero uno gets to pick first. Mm-hmm. And when it got time to me, there were two choices. Because there was only two guys left. Well, I mean, the guy behind me. And, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. I don't know what was wrong. That's with our the guy Graham's luck. <laughs> so it was Beaufort, South Carolina, Marine Corps Air Station, Beaufort, South Carolina, or Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And like you said before, uh, there's Camp Lejeune didn't have a great reputation. Yeah, but does mm-hmm. Beaufort? <laughs> well, I didn't know what it was, exactly. so I took so I took Beaufort. Took the unknown. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I don't think I realized that. Yeah. How how was it? Oh, it, they have is, they have mosquitoes there the size of hummingbirds. Do they have <laughs> shrimp? <laughs> I feel like they have shrimp. It sounds like something out of no. Forrest Gump, like Sw- shrimp kebabs. No. <laughs> well, Beaufort is the same place where Paris Island, South Carolina is. So the, oh, okay. that's the two oh, Marine Corps okay. bases. But I was I was at the air station. And that's a that's a boot so camp too, isn't it? It's it's swamp. Uh, yeah, Paris Island is a is a boot, it's camp. boot camp too. Yeah, because I think some of the people I know went there instead of San Diego. But my communications job. So I worked in like. Do, do people understand what a Western Union is now yet? Do they yeah. still have that? Oh, yeah, they still have it at Walmart. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was like a military Western. <laughs> Sketchy, but it exists. Yeah, like a I'm military, sure some dependents know about it. <laughs> like a military Western <laughs> Union. So that's the messages would come across, and yeah. we'd, we'd process them and everything. So oh, I, I was only there like... So, sorry. That, that's a, so we don't understand it as the same, because Western Union is... Sending like, money, but sending you, you money. mean like telegrams almost. Telegrams, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Western Union started as messages, and then eventually... But now it it's money. a way to send money. So I was Don't a, quote any of us on that. So the te- <laughs> technical term was, was I was a teletype operator. So I did... So oh, I think here. I thought you did like radios and stuff. No, that's a different job. Oh. Radios. Uh, so, uh, well... Uh, 
You're you're fast forwarding to Quantico when oh, I was okay. at communication officer school. That oh, they, okay. they dealt with all of the communications because yeah. they were teaching the officers. But uh, yeah, I hated I hated my job. So I did. <laughs> How long were you there? Well, I saw a crop come across the wire. Uh, I was only there like nine months. 10 oh, months. yeah, that's probably. I saw a co- come across the wire that uh, they were looking for a, a couple of Marines to go to Marine Security Forces in England. Oh, oh yeah. So Marine Security Forces is where you they they uh, guard naval installations, mm-hmm. or you might be even on a ship. As, as security there. Would you have liked a ship? Oh, I would No, I would have hated I a ship. I think the people on ships are kind of nuts. They have. I couldn't do it. No. Or They're, submarines. The submariners, I swear. Submariners? Submariners. submariners. Like, there, that's a different breed to me. There was two things I hated. The, <laughs> being, on, being on ships and my job. So <laughs> I did everything I could to get and out of it. And you weren't a swimmer. So, here's, so. <laughs> so here's, the, here's the clue to everybody. Whether you like it or not, take typing in school. That's not Take a thing anymore. Or, I don't even think they offer it. Oh, keyboarding or something. To just learn how to type. Yeah. Because that carried me through my all my years. Because it was like, all right, we're all going in the field. You know, strap on your 70-pound packs. And, and uh, then uh, it was... You're like, I have to stay here and take notes or what? It, 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 <laughs> the, the call went out. All right, who can type? <laughs> well, my, hand, my hand went up. And they said, all right, you get in the office. And here, we got these reports you got to do. Yes, yeah, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm in there typing. So... Uh, so I did get, you know, I had to apply for, and you know, you, they, you, you, you had to go in. I had to get my wisdom teeth pulled because they don't want oh. you having any problems. You're not going on into any military installation there. I was, I was in England. It was actually a Royal Air Force base. Yeah. Oh, the RAF. Yeah, Amelia, the, are you listening? Where <laughs> they're in Saint Morgan, which is down in Cornwall. I can't remember where southern she's from, part but of she'll the, tell me after southern she part listens. of the country. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, I mean. Not the work because it was guard duty. That's what you do is you're guarding a naval. Yeah, but didn't facility. you do fun things? I feel like you said you played rugby and well, we jumped out of planes and well, stuff, rugby, which isn't fun. But rugby was yeah, we did play some rugby and drank and some beer. <laughs> we, I ate co- some fish and chips. <laughs> I quaffed a few beakers in my time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So drink a lot of beer. So is uh, it warm beer? It it was warm. It's, it's lager, I think. Weird. It yeah. always looks warm and thick to me. I can't. Yeah. But it, it only comes in one size, a pint. Yeah. There, there, there's a, I but that's to a, that was the disco days, though. Oh. <laughs> so in the, England? Yeah. So the, 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 the club there. Yeah, I was. Oh, I I tripped a leg, fantastic on the floor because I could, I could, I could fake my polka moves into, into other an, into other into dances. Disco. Yeah, yeah, of course. Did you so did was, you wear um, ugly pants and stuff? Like leisure, like leisure suits? suits. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh. awesome. No, there is a picture of him. He's got like aviators on. Powder blue. And that denim jacket. <laughs> cousin oh. Eddie. Oh yeah, yeah he was cousin Eddie. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what it looked With like. With the yeah. ruffled like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it yeah. didn't have any ruffles, but it was a blue leisure shoot, suit. But I think your prom outfit. I've seen a picture of. Yeah, well, let's not. Go. We're past my high school oh, days. Sorry. So let's move on. <laughs> okay, so you were in South Carolina. Good thing nobody listens to this anyhow. I know. Right? So you went from South Carolina to England. Yeah. How long were you in England? Uh, it was about three years. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. A little short, about two and a half years. I think the, the tour was two years, and I extended. So, Did you go visit anywhere else because you were already in England? You know, that's another good advice. <laughs> because yeah. when when you go some, you're in a station, all these places, and you haven't been in, you should go and see everything when you get a chance. Don't take leave and go home, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what you went, oh, I want to go home and see my buddies. Well, no, they're, they're, they've moved on. They're doing other stuff. Yeah. So I did. I, I took a... Um, a little leave myself and uh, went on a bus 
that went through all of France and Spain. Oh, so up one coast cool. and down the other. So I got to see all the, the castles and the cathedrals and the different food. I love you know, I was like food, yeah. yeah. I met, uh, I, well, like I guess we shouldn't go with relationships, huh? No, you can tell us. No, I can't. We don't want the dirty details, but just the... <laughs> well, well it it's was, natural. You have... There did was you a, meet there some was French a, ladies? <laughs> no, no, but there was... The, the, the bus consisted of all kinds of nationalities. There was, oh, because it was, there just was from tourism. A, yeah, it was yeah. from Americans. There was Canadians. There was Japanese, the Australians. They were from all over the And place. did you all stay together like the whole trip? Like yeah, you're all on one yeah. Bu- that's the, what I love. If I'm going to take oh, a trip again, cool. here's my money. Just tell Take me where, me where to be. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. And then did you stay in like hotels along yeah. the way? Yeah. yeah. They just stay tell you when to be back to the bus yep. kind of thing. The only thing that freaked me out a little bit is the hotels keep your passport. You have to give them your passport. I don't know why that is. Oh, it's probably not still no, a thing. Is no, it? No, it's very much a thing. <gasps> why is why? that? Why? They, put them, they take them and put them in a safe. And you're, I'm thinking, gee, I kind of want to hold on to that if it's identification. Yeah. I don't speak the language or anything when the countries are yeah. going to. So it is, it is a security feature. And so every to other prevent country, what though? every other country is not America. So know that first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. And most countries uh, consider their hotels uh, a part of their trained observer thing. So when you when you go into the hotel, you give them your passport, and do they if run you it? Mess up? Well, yeah, they run it. I mean, that's part of the EU. But if you mess up. They retain that passport, and they call the that's that's a way that they can keep you in the country to make oh, sure you, you are fully prosecuted, or, or they can contact you know your higher headquarters and make sure you were taken care of. But yeah, it's a, it's a security feature they never in all other in countries. Like movies, they didn't take Jason Bourne's passport. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why he had a fake passport. Oh, My so goodness. you just give him the fake. Yeah, it, it, no, they do it in every country, and it's in all. I've those never ever ever heard that swoopy movies. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. See, that would I'd get in, I'd get arrested because I'd be like, I'm not giving you my passport. Then you're not staying there. That just is the way it is. Is that why people stay in hostels? I feel like they wouldn't take your passport. Yeah, I don't know, but it's yeah. Unrelated to that trip, I yeah. did go to London because I was 350 miles south of London, so I did go to London and look around. But you know, I never went to Stonehenge. It, you know, it was probably an hour drive. Yeah, there's uh, Scotland. There's so much cool so stuff. Much, Ireland? So, yeah, I didn't do none of that. I, it's Although, oh no, you would have been well before the problems in Ireland, right? The only reason I know about any of that is oh, no. dairy girls. Ireland. Or was that always a no, thing? Oh, absolutely not. When I was in London, you couldn't wear you, you couldn't wear your uniform off base, off facility at all. Oh. And you always had to be aware because, well, let's face it. I don't care where Marines go. You can spot them a mile away because yeah, of, the, of the, hair, the high and tight haircuts. There was some in the mall yesterday. He had only the one little, one little ramp. chevron. Yeah. yeah, and he was with some other little buddy. They it must have. They had. To, they were like twelve. Or they were. I think they're home for Christmas or something. But I'm like, why are you all wearing your uniforms? But do in they the make mall. them? But I think they make them, don't they? When they come home from certain stuff, you have to wear your uniform or no? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a possibility that they are coming back from basic training, or they have to check into the recruiting station, uh. and they have to do some kind of duty at the recruiting station. It's also very possible that Marines aren't known for their humility. <laughs> they're, they're run, they are wearing those he's just, brand new. He's at the mall trying to pick up chicks in his one Chevron. 18 years old. I was and, talking about you know, overseas though. You couldn't yeah. wear a uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but, but it, I'm just saying just, I saw him yesterday and it made me think, I told you that this goes in many different. <laughs> Welcome to the dependent podcast where I 
anyway, that was, my, I thought, I thought they had to wear uniforms. Cause I thought even like Ben, when he, when we went to go visit him, when he got out of boot camp, he was not allowed to change out of his uniform. They wanted them in their uniforms. Cause if they got drunk or acted a fool out in public, they'd know that yeah. they were. And well, smarter. We, could, we couldn't wear our utility. Is that, a, is that a term that you understand? Utility uniform, utility, camis, camis or we call them duty uniforms. BDUs. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, so the work camouflage uniform, essentially the work uniform, you couldn't wear that off base. Well, I mean, you you could wear it, you know, to go home and come back. That used to be a thing. Didn't they used to make you travel in uniform and now it's the opposite? Only on official, for official purposes. And again, that's changed because of 9-11, because of TSA and all this other stuff. But that used to be a thing. You couldn't go into Walmart. In your duty uniform, remember when we first right. came in, and I would see people at Applebee's drinking in uniform, and, and he was you, like, "What is happening here?" Well, yeah, and then, <laughs> you, then you have some leadership walk up and just lay into them, but that's no longer a thing. They don't care at all. You can you can wear your uniform anywhere. Like I used to be, a, I used to have to tell Kim, "I cannot go to Walmart. I have to come home, go home first and change and change." Yeah, right, right. But now they don't care. What What was the what was the big threat in England at that time with you wearing the IRA? It was the IRA. Oh, it yeah, was yeah, even then? So oh, it yeah. always was a... Oh, yeah, bombings. Oh. I'm sure. That's crazy. Yeah, you just... Uh, I guess it's ignorance in not being in that time, but I didn't, I didn't think they would target U.S. personnel. I thought it was very much the crown that they would target. Well, it was, yeah. but they still didn't want you standing out. Mm. You know, just the American... It can always be. Honestly, I mean, that's to your advantage. You get to go. I mean, you get to get off base, get in your regular uniform or your regular clothes and go out and enjoy the world. Right. So. Did uh, you travel with a friend or did you just hop on the bus by yourself? Just by myself. Did you not have any friends? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it seems like it'd be more fun if you had a buddy, but I don't know. You know, traveling is one of those things (laughs) where. If you get a whole bunch of people to get, you ever done it where you get a whole bunch no, of people to go someplace? Oh, I've been married for. Well, just, you know, you go to a, with a bunch of people and then everybody wants to go a different direction. Oh, so when you go by yourself. Way. Yeah, you can just hey, do what you want. You do what you want when yeah. you want and you're with the, the, the group and you get to meet new people. Yeah. So I, I did meet some. I think people. men are different in that. Like you did do that. You went to, you went on vacation with your. Two little buddies, three. Yeah, but buddies. my buddies are fun. They don't, they're not particular. Well, know, we're, you, just, we're like we're, we're going to the beach. Okay, we go. But to the you beach. required buddies, and you went down, and you guys had a thing. I like if I go somewhere, I'm going by myself and doing what I want. Well, also you as know. a woman, you're not going to be like I'm going to hop on this bus by myself oh, and go true. through five different countries. <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I assume true. even back then it wouldn't have been the most comfortable no. of right. situations to be in. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to try and kidnap and murder me because I'm, I'm gigantic and I feel like I wouldn't fit in a trunk easily. But, I mean, the little ones, <laughs> snatch yeah. them up. Well, now that you mention it, I think I was the only one that was there without somebody. Because so. <laughs> everybody now, else had now friends. You're, now you really made me feel bad. <laughs> no, I could see how it would be pleasant to just... I mean, Shane would actually like that. Oh, yeah. He'd probably rather go on vacation without me. Just has to take me because it would look bad, and people would be like, "Why is Shane wandering around, you know, wherever?" With a big smile on his face. <laughs> why does Shane look so happy? <laughs> oh, Kim's at home. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> so the, did you have an opportunity to stay in England, or is just a? I oh, tried, like after the three. Well, it came time to reenlist then, oh. and um, I suppose I could have tried to stay in England, and I did extend there. I stayed a few more months than I was supposed to, but 
when I re-enlisted the options you know, that I asked for, well, one was promoted. Back then, they, they promoted. You could get a rank possibly for really? promotion. Yeah. yeah. For uh, re-enlisted, you mean? For re-enlisting, okay. yeah. They, they stopped doing that because it screwed up the, the whole order of things, you know, <laughs> above of merit you yeah. for uh, promotions. But uh, so I got promoted, and then I had to. Ch- I tried to get change my job, obviously, and that didn't work out. They, I had to keep my job. Were you too good at it? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> it, it was all. It's all numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a numbers. You're, thing. This is your rank, and this is. We what need we you need in here. this slot. Yeah. So then it was a matter of duty stations. Uh, I, I was going to try and be an air traffic controller. I, I don't. You think would have hated that. Oh, oh yeah. Your I'm so head glad would have exploded. Yeah. I met someone oh. who was an air traffic controller for the Air Force, and she said it was the most stressful, terrible, horrible. And she had some incidents where she almost like. Yeah, but like the thing that. I was trying to do is align something that I could when I got out. That I could turn into a civilian yeah. job, and that's one of those that you could. And but you know, yeah. would have been terrible. But go ahead. Anyways, go ahead. So, well, it didn't. It didn't work any. I didn't <laughs> get any lateral move, as they called it. So then it came down to duty station choices. Well, again, I hadn't really been anywhere, so I didn't know what some of these were. Uh, so I went to Yuma, Arizona, <laughs> the middle of nowhere, from England, which the weather it's cold is and wet. cold and wet and cloudy and. To Yuma, Arizona. Sometimes you look on the news and it, or in the weather reports, and it's the hottest place, place in the in, nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I mean, right it's, on the border next to Mexico, and it's in the desert. Well, it's near Death Valley. It, yeah. Is it, there a big city that's nearby? Because Yuma Yum, itself. Yuma. Oh. <laughs> that, <laughs> Yuma is the big city. Don't don't spit in your mic like Sorry. that comes into our ears. <laughs> so yeah, it's you're you're about three hours from Phoenix, three hours from Tucson. Uh, you were actually three hours from San Diego. So he, I'm trying to pick because we were in Arizona, but we were more. We were an hour from Tucson. Yeah, north though. Right? No, I remember Down driving in the southern, southeast, southwestern corner. That's you. And what was there to do there? Um, <laughs> Drink. Well, again, <laughs> make friends. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. the seventies. No, well, eighties. When, when, when was I, it by then? Well, when I first got there, the Colorado River runs through, and uh, so all my new buddies you made said, some friends. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, said, hey, we're going. We're going to go tubing. So I said, all right, cool. So, That's awesome. But you don't like water or swimming. That's true, but I was going to be in a tube, and they had a tube of beer. <laughs> oh, well, there you go, yeah. So they put like a cooler in a tube. Right, and, yeah, right, okay. right. So we were just floating down the Colorado drinking beer, and I got done. And now, this is, I had just gotten to this Looking duty like station. Looking like a cherry, I bet. It, it, it was worse. Oh. It was worse than that. It was actually, I should Al, That's sun poisoning, probably. I should have been hospitalized because it was blistering. <gasps> and I could, and was it only one side because you were sitting in the tube? I, I don't remember. I'm, I'm so, <laughs> you know what I mean? You just have like this My, my therapist side. has tried to get me to forget that <laughs> part of it. But it, all I knew is that I, I don't know, is Noxzema oh, a thing for burns sick. anymore? Or is that, um, is that, was that an old wives thing that made no, it no, worse? No, 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 there's something about that because the menthol is supposed to pull the, pull heat, the heat out. out. I don't know if yeah. it actually is effective, though. So I just laid in my bed. Covered in Noxzema? Slathered in Noxzema, <laughs> drinking water, hoping for me to maybe just die in my sleep because it was horrible. Oh, no, that. Yeah, the sheets touching you. Oh, like, oh the nothing. air touching no, you. Nothing. I don't think you've been sunburned. You're dark complexion. You have, have act- not been burnt. Like I could have actually money. been charged, you know, NJP-wise with, you know, Oh, yeah. of your yeah. taking oh, care of yourself. Basically? I don't know what the charges would have been, but there there is something where you can't just go out and the destroy other people, yourself like that. It literally is destruction of government property. Yeah. You are considered yeah. government property right. at that point. Yeah. Right. I have to stop threatening to hit you with the car every time. <laughs> I'm going well, to jail. <laughs> I, I, I don't think maybe. jail sounds so bad, but anyway. Um, so did anybody else get sunburned that bad? No. 
<laughs> were they putting on sunscreen? Well, they had been there. They'd been maybe got a tan buildup or something. I came with, you know, a little whitey from England that had nothing. No sun. I guess. It was uh, horrible. I, I've made, I've, so when I went to Mexico, I went with two girls who are like that. They're already like pretty tan and they're all laying out by the pool. And I'm like, Mm-mm, we are very close to the border of yeah. or the equator. I am not doing that here. Yeah. And it, so I would lay by the pool and I had a towel on my head and then I'd cover my body with the white hotel towels because <laughs> I was like, it's not worth it. It was kind of a cultural shock too because you're going from England where there's there's no weapons, right? You don't see anybody carrying oh, weapons yeah. or anything of any sort. And then you go to Yuma, Arizona where they're all wearing sidearms. I mean, they're out. Like just open, open carrying carry. everywhere. It's open carry. They got big old buck knives on one side and a big old pistol on the other side. And when, Shane had that a little bit when he went to Montana because he was... Like everybody was carrying, everybody had a shotgun hanging in the back of the truck. And so we need to go out like to the yeah, bars. They'd yeah. play poker and pool and whatever. Right. He said there were times where he was like, I'm just going to lose this game because I don't want to get shot in this. No, one up. time I got chased around the table at a, at a poker game by the. Because you bluffed or something. No, and he was because I won and the reservation sheriff oh. was really drunk and pulled a knife out. Oh, and pulled a crocodile Dundee knife out. <laughs> And chased me around the table with everybody laughing and trying to keep him off. Yeah, and people then, who live in that environment normally have such a weird, yeah, like they're not, like that would scare the crap out of me. I'd go sit in a car went, and lock the doors. Yeah. <laughs> like I do, but I mean like they're they're not even faced by I went it. It's back, weird. I went back the next time. It was Because I knew everybody there. Because you fine. make poor decisions. <laughs> and I don't think I've heard that story in its entirety until just now. I would have yelled at you for it. Well, yeah. It's, I don't so know, I went those from, are good memories. I went from disco music to, to country. <laughs> That's what the clubs all played, country music. Like, now, again, my polka skills came in handy because you just modify that to whatever country song it is, and you're, you're strolling on the whole floor. Well, was there a large population? I mean, there'd be a lot of Mexico coming back and forth, too. There'd be Mexicans around playing that. Their sure. music sounds very oh, yeah. similar to polka music. Yeah, yeah. They, they had the... <laughs> We, we we went and visited. Oh, there'd be so much good food. <laughs> we went and visited Mexico. A, a I was few saying, times were you because, allowed to cross over? Oh, that was no problem. Just Tijuana. You, you, you need to just cross back oh. and forth. Yeah. What was the? No, it wasn't Tijuana. It was San Luis or something like that. I don't even remember what the. Yeah, I think Tijuana is across the border from San Diego. It is. I don't remember what the. Did the you Mexico see terrible, terrible things that your therapist is also working on getting out of your brain? No, I did eat some terrible things. Probably. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did you get sick? Uh, no, I didn't get sick from Mexico. Oh. But who knows where what kind of meat it was? Oh, you know, it's mm. from food vendors. You just and, pretend it's chicken. It's uh, probably chicken. I think most of the time it's chicken. Well, that's what I tell myself anyway. As long as it tastes good, <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Enough, you had enough hot sauce to anything. It's all right. Oh, yeah, that is a military thing. Yeah, because you get served the worst possible food in the well, the MREs worst are just... conditions, and hot sauce solves everything. Yeah, or like. If you ever want to have a military uprising, just stop putting hot sauce in the MREs. Oh, oh yeah. The meals. They'll just the, be like, we the, quit. The <laughs> ready to eat. Yeah. Well, I. You in, liked some RM, MREs, didn't you? There was one. Yeah. But. Like is a strong We didn't word. have MREs in one place that I went to and we had chicken sausage and one scoop of potatoes every single day for every single meal. And. The hot sauce, and it was like steak and shake or Quaker steak, you know. Oh, um, sauce. Yeah. The sauces, those were gold. Like, the, like, they got locked up. Nobody was allowed <laughs> to put them in their room, you know, and because that made the meal, you know, that made everything. 
So dude yeah, always uh, has to make an appearance. Oh, he's my dog. I know he is. He dude appreciates my dad the most out of all the people. So he's a bit of a stalker. Lay down. <laughs> so when did you start the the so, career? So we so we got to get on to wait. I want to know how long the sunburn lasted. Uh, I, I it, it was, was blur. It was it was days before I peel? could get back to work. Oh yeah, everything. It was. <laughs> All right, it was horrible. We're moving on from that, Kimberly. <laughs> so, did um, anybody take a picture? <laughs> so to, to get to no, <laughs> get to the the recruiter part. I've I called the recruiter. Now this is this wait, is wait. So you're in past, Arizona, way, way past there, way past sunburn time now. So okay. I've been there. I've been there a couple of years. Maybe. And what were you doing as a job there? Communication center. So you're still doing just messages. Typing. Again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they have telephones? Well, we had telephones, but these were okay. these were. Military DOD yeah. messages that were secure across right. secure messaging systems. All the way from unclassified to top secret. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd be reading those top secret ones like, oh. You had to have a secu- top secret security clearance to work in the communication center. And that's, oh, that's one of the requirements. Uh, that's definitely an advantage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, back to the okay. recruiter. <laughs> so I got a hold of a recruiter in Watertown and said, hey, you know, um, how, how about if I come home for a recruiting assist? Normally that's given to somebody that's right out of boot camp because then they're familiar with the high school students and stuff. So you, they can help them recruit. But I was a sergeant by that time, an E5. And Did you just want to go home for a minute? I just wanted to go home and not have to take leave. Or get sunburned. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you're hung up on that. You got to let that go. I never let anything So go. the... Uh, they did put it through the paperwork through and I was able to go on recruiter assistance for a month. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you were only home for a month. Then. So, yeah. I was just working with the recruiter then and, you know, did whatever and it was, they, they wanted. And it was an office that was the army and the Marines shared yeah. or all four of them. Yeah, shared? Yeah, yeah. You know the story, Kim. I do know I'm trying to get you to tell the story. It, well, yeah, it was an arm army was on one side and the Marines on, were on the other. And my aunt Sandy, my mom's so, sister worked there because she was so in the when, army. So when somebody came in the Marine office and they couldn't answer why they wanted to be a Marine, we sent them to the army <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, but what was your answer to that if they asked? Well, it's too late. I was already in. Yeah, they already let you in. So, uh, yeah. So there was this female soldier that approached me and said they had she had Milwaukee Brewer tickets and wanted to know if I wanted to go along. I thought, yeah, 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 I'll go along. Is it free? Sure. And uh, I said, but I'm here with my buddy, you know, and I did, there was a, a guy that came home with me that was in the Marines in Yuma. We had gone to high school together. So we drove all the way back. But he, she said, okay, well, I got four tickets. Uh, you know, my sister's going too. Okay. So um, we got, had got together, and uh, <laughs> they were staying at a hotel. Uh, she was staying at a hotel because she was a recruiter assistant as well, I think. I don't uh-huh. know that, I don't know what her deal was. She probably did. But it was a temp- it was a temporary like thing, though. Yeah, I don't I don't she wasn't remember an actual the details re- on it. She yeah. wasn't an actual recruiter. Anywho, so um, I was thinking that I was going to have you know kind of like a quasi date with quasi date with <laughs> this person, and it came to the her sister was driving and she somehow had to change clothes or something. And so she got in the back seat, and mm. I got in the front seat. Well, then we went to pick up my buddy, and he got in the back seat, and the rest is history because she gravitated towards him. Who, Sandy? Yeah. Oh, she gra- my aunt. She gra- gra- gravitated towards my buddy oh. instead of me. So oh. there you go again. So I was the ugly dunkly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as it worked out, uh, 
42 years later. Yep. <laughs> my, that, you, that is, you got me and that Ben. Is, <laughs> that, is, that is my wife. Uh, yeah, she, uh, we went to the ball game. Uh, uh, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, how long do you know somebody before you get married? And, you know, what oh, yeah, this is a hot topic in the military dependent. Is it? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they all get married in like yeah. two months to get Well, then my, my story's probably my story's probably not a good one then because, mm. uh, you know, so I went back and we did some corresponding by letters and then, you know, I said, hey, you know, why don't you why don't you come out to, to Yuma? <laughs> so it, it was only like six months we'd known each other. And she came out and we ended up getting married like three months later by the Justice of the Peace. We figured You would have had a heart attack li- if li- I had done li- listen listen to this why. Gotta get those benefits. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, she was gonna though. get health care. We were gonna get BAQ and you know comrades and is that all still yeah it's common a, terms uh, okay well so f- f- housing and food yeah yeah housing food yeah yeah we call it a tri-care. so we got a nice apartment with a pool uh, yeah your your mom loved it that's but, yeah but then but you know but was that a thing though like now it's a thing and it's a joke everybody's like don't marry a stripper or don't you know like don't marry a girl you well, met yeah. at the club yeah. like, you, that's a whole like stereotype and joke was it a joke back then yeah, your mother was working retail she wasn't working a stripper, she was not, a stripper. She been, no. I'm sure she would have been a great stripper but <laughs> <laughs> those polka skills apply everywhere don't they well, I, I was thinking the boobs <laughs> oh yeah but uh, <laughs> I was thinking of assets. <laughs> moving on. But anyway, was that a thing? Like, were they like, "Oh, Grams, you're getting married. You've only known her six months." No, I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't wonder when it became a thing because it. I don't even remember it totally being a thing. Like when Shane first went active, I don't. I feel like the internet and like other people being able to talk and. Like, you know, I don't know when it became a thing. That's I see some of these, joke. you know, these romantic uh, shows on TV, and I go, you know, gag me with a spoon, but you yeah. know. And then you you wonder how long do their marriages last? Not very long. And, you know, I wasn't the big romantic. I asked her one time. I said, "Well, you were just sitting in the living room around. Well, when do you want to get married? How about how about Valentine's Day?" And she, with her reply, goes, "Not, no. Everybody does that. How, how, how about my mother? We got to be different in this six month. Uh, yeah. How about my mother's birthday, March seventh? I said, "Okay, yeah, so, makes it easy to remember, I guess. Uh, I, well, for I, her, Shane and I forget her sometimes." <laughs> Kimberly forgets it. So we got yeah. the, got married by the Justice of the Peace. and But that's a story also, isn't it? Or is the that Justice only a story mom talks about? That's your mother. He was drunk. She, she <laughs> <laughs> they had to find him in the back of the bar somewhere. and he was. You're talking about the JP, not me. Yeah, no, no. Dad wasn't. Well, I mean, I don't know. No, but no, the no. Justice of the Peace was drunk. Well, oh, that's awesome. She, she embellishes sometimes. Yeah. Was he slightly intoxicated? I don't remember. <laughs> Selective memory too, but, though. <laughs> you know, going back to the romantic shows and how everybody puts so much focus on the date and this this weird the dress uh, and the venue. Yeah, and, and the, the, this idea of uh, so expensive love is that a is that a woman thing though? No, I Not think it's a, I think it's a person. I think it's a person thing because you look. I think at, people who you show off just show off. Well, you can sit there and go, "This is a train wreck. This is not going to last." Your life is never going to meet your expectations. But then you go to the, like Kim and I, or you and Betty. Our justice of the peace was sober. <laughs> well, you go, you want to get married on this day? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Saturday's a good day. You know, it's like <laughs> those people last 50, 60 years because. The expectations I, uh, are low. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's that's funny. Maybe yours are, and I'm benefiting from it. I think you're pretty uh, low too. No, <laughs> the thing is, is that you now like you know what's important in life. The date's not important. The 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 dress isn't important. 
the all this all this um the 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 physical stuff you know it's all mm. that none of that's important it's so expensive Do, to have a wedding now too it's just crazy people go broke and then it's like hello buy a house instead. did you know that i owe my and i was very successful in the marine corps and you yeah know what i owe my success to your wife kimberly what? Because I got out of the Marine Corps. I, I went, I went yeah. from oh, Yuma. Oh, this yeah. is interesting went, too, yeah. I went from Yuma and I got out. Uh, six years, eight years I was in, or six years, eight months I was in. Mm-hmm. And I got out because uh, you know, my wife was from Wisconsin and she had she had a big family, you know, yeah. as opposed to mine. She was uh, one she, of she, nine. So she was homesick, wanted to get back to her yeah. family and everything. And uh, so I got out and I went to, had the good GI Bill benefits and I went to, lived in a little... Apartment, a little apartment. I mean, it was small. You, the, the one bathroom where you, you had to duck your head because the, the slanted. You know, <laughs> oh it was yeah, a, yeah. Because yeah. it's like the second story one, of an old house kind one, of thing. One little heater in one room that you had, had doors open and. Yeah, it's very yeah. Wisconsin too. But there, but there was a bar right down the street. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well there were probably several bars right down when, the street, when, when right I, next to a church. Can you yeah. be no, in Wisconsin talk- and not have a bar down the street? <laughs> but I'm talking, I walked out my door and took a right. Oh, and, nice. So that, yeah. that bar. Which yeah. one was it? Although, it was uh, right by the bridge there uh, on 4th Street. Uh, I, I forget sure. what the name of it. it used to Is call, there still a bar there now? It used to be Dussos. Yeah, there's still a bar there. Do you know what the bar is now? That would yeah. help me. But I don't no, know. I know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So... I was going to school full time at Whitewater, mm-hmm. UW Whitewater. Yeah, yeah. And uh, your mom was working at uh, Bethesda, mm-hmm. you know, home for adults severe, with disabilities, severely cognitively disabled individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, well, it was the it was the early eighties, <laughs> and Jimmy Carter was in office, and things weren't going good with the, the economy. military. Yeah. yeah, we had the gas lines. You know, gas prices were up. We waited in line to get gas. Oh yeah, and then uh, you had uh, double-digit inflation. You had double-digit interest rates. So, uh, and again, I was in the same circumstance where I didn't have any other skills to get a job, and I was still in the same place in Watertown. <laughs> where was I going to go? And. Uh, Betty got pregnant. Oh, but what I was going to uh, Well, she didn't do that alone. What I was going to ask is with, with those six years, eight months in the military, experiencing life, experiencing the world, what was your, what, what, was, what was your, your next, plan? What was your plan? <laughs> what, what, what were you, were you going, going to school, school for? for? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I thought I was like, going to try yeah. and do special education because that's what Betty was in. I thought right. maybe we could do that together as something to, well, to bond yeah. with and... <laughs> It wasn't my gig, you no. know. I, I but but I didn't get enough school in to to even. Right. Well, to, how long were you out then? So you got out, went you're just, home. You're just taking your basic education class. Yeah, the gen ed, gen ed stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. So you got out. Yeah. Went back home for how long? Before I, you were like, mm. I went back in just a week short of a year of being out. Oh, so you run out? Yeah. What were you doing in the meantime, other than going to school? <laughs> Uh, Playing cards at the bar. <laughs> I was pretty proficient at po- poker and darts and uh, sheep said. Yeah, cribbage, cribbage, mm-hmm. pinball. Did you get bored? Kind of dice, no? dice games. No, I was far from bored. <laughs> Ship captain crew. Yeah, Ship captain crew. Yeah, yeah that is an Our appeal. Dice. That is an appeal. So you ruined all that, Kimberly. Yeah, but yeah. how old because were you? Because I, I didn't have. Oh. I think that makes sense to the story too, because you were still pretty young when I was born. Uh, you're going to ask 40. me math. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 66. So you were only 26 when I was born. That's pretty young. Yeah. Well, 
I just mean he wasn't a 40-year-old dude well, yeah. going to the bar. <laughs> like, That's when playing. we were 27 when Harrison was born. I know. We and were young. Very much similar. But that was the social, that was a short place to go. It was it's, a social place. I know. I wonder if it still is, because even when I grew up and then turned 21 and we were able to go to the bars and stuff, it was the place to be. Like, everybody, you'd see people from high school. When people came home for Christmas, everybody was there. I don't think it's a thing as much anymore. I don't know where people are drinking. I mean, they're still drinking. I just don't know where they're doing it. I think we've that. been away from Wisconsin. And it was kind of... It was kind of like Cheers because yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my nickname in high school was Luther. Uh-huh. So when I walked in, everybody turned around and go, Luther. Why'd they call you Luther? Uh, or is that I, a- You know, I don't really, I never really <laughs> looked it up, but some guy gave me that nickname from Luther Lassiter. I don't know. So he was supposedly a, a, a pool pearl. And I, it was... You were good at pool? I was horrible at pool. Oh, <laughs> so was the, that was yeah. the joke? Yeah. yeah, that was the joke. I've yeah. never heard of him. That's funny. So the, it, But it, then it went from, did you ever see the ghost of Mr. Chicken? Yes. That's oh. where it got, because I was a little skinny guy with glasses. Mm-hmm. That's a great Luth, movie. Luth, scared me to his death. Name was <laughs> Luth, his name was Luther. Barney uh, Fife. Or yeah. not Barney Fife. Or uh, what What's is his, his name? real name? I, uh... Don poor, Knotts. The poor Don man Knotts. died. Nobody ever called him anything but Barney Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, 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 so that was that was a good. And, you know, he, the, he had, you know, some good chow that was in and crockpots and stuff. So if your mom was working, I could so go down and get some meat. That's sort of applicable. That's a lot of syllables to now though, because there's a. Lot, I see a lot of times on the wives' pages, people are like, "My husband's thinking about getting out," and it's about at the same mark. Like they're like six, seven years in, and they're over it. And I'm yeah. like, dude, what are you gonna do? The economy sucks. Everything's expensive. Yeah, yeah. you gotta have like, a plan. what are you gonna do? And a lot of times, they're not guys that have job skills yeah. in the army that translate to this. It's infantry guys, and you better you know. have a plan, and you better have a backup plan to that plan because well, it is, it is. And they got four kids, and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Well, when, see, that was different. We didn't, uh, and you know, we were childless at that time. Mm-hmm. When you made the decision, was it a kind of an emotional like to get out or dry? to get in? No, to get back in. It was yeah. kind of cut and dry. It's like, well, A plus B equals C. We need to go back in and secure the family. I think mom well, always said that the president w- changed, and so <laughs> the, that was all, there was all, there that was that was the choice that I saw. Now I did, you know, I tried to, you know, when I when I talked to the recruiter, I told him I wanted to go to California, you know, because I've, I've been on the East Coast, I've been to South Carolina, and I've been to. You know, that's so funny. I, I I just wanted something different other than Arizona. So I said, I'll I'll go in if you got a place in California. He said, No, whether we don't have any openings there. So three days later, a major called me up and said, Still interested in going back in? I said, Yes. He said, Well, we just happened to have an opening in California. I said, Okay, I'll be in to sign the paperwork. And it was lost, or it was what base? El Toro, California. So it's not there anymore. And I I think there's well, something really important in that. Sorry to interrupt, but it. If you, That's what we do here. <laughs> if you are a parent and your child is considering joining the oh, military yeah. and they have a high enough ASVAB score where they can pick what they want to do or low, whatever, mm-hmm. it, they, they know what they want to do. The job availability changes like the wind. You Wait. Do, wait. Wait two days. Wait yeah. three right. days. And right. your pick child, the job you want and, and pick wait. a job that will transfer to, Tell them to get a, job in the a civilian you know, a civilian job, but just wait. The the army, the marine, the, the and DOD, they'll lie to you. Don't go to the recruiter thinking they're telling you the truth. Well, that's a that's a good point because if I was to give advice to somebody thinking about going into the military, I would have them seek out. You know that pa- the parents should seek out somebody. You know, a friend or relative that served served in that that branch. Go along. or any branch would be your best. I mean, like well, that branch, branch if be, you can, but if you right, yeah, right. and go. And listen to the recruiter spiel because 
they'll be able to, to, to translate some of the things that they're saying. I'm pretty sure I got my recruiter fired and they send him back to a ship. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not kidding, but he hated recruiter duty. I think he was probably, he was like a fireman on the ship. He probably, it was his own fault. He scared me. <laughs> well, and he also lied. That's, a, that's another podcast, Kim. You, you <laughs> talked about that already. Dad's yeah. still talking to his counselor about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but... So, so you made the decision to go back in, and obviously you went to California. Kim was born Orange County, Long right? Beach. Yeah. Long Beach, California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the base still, is gone, though. Still communications, yeah. though, right? Still communications. Yeah. So, however, <laughs> remember I told you I knew how to type. <laughs> oh yeah. So I get to that unit, and they uh, they needed somebody in the office to be the legal clerk. Oh, cool. Said I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. This is just typing. Just, yeah. So yeah. I just read out on the manuals and was it old whooped, school whooped type? up on my typewriter. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, was yeah. it an old school typewriter, yeah. not the electronic yeah. one? Like no, a, no. That's no. kind of satisfying, too. Trying to, like, try to type up a DD-214 with got about eight carbons, mm. and you can't make a mistake. That's what I did as a career planner. That but that's that's, that's, that's that's on episode... 9,032. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that for six months. Uh, I feel like that's legal clerk. I think people underestimate how difficult things were before computers and Google and like literally you'd have to type it. And if you made a mistake, you'd have to completely like, did you ever make a mistake at the very bottom of the form? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then just like set the world on fire. (laughs) "Ah!" As you got closer to the bottom, you you did the one finger peck because you didn't want to make a mistake. (laughs) Right. That's funny. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I remember when I, uh, it was middle school when they started keyboarding classes. We were still on um, in at Quantico. We were still on the typewriters, but they were like uh, you plugged them in at least. But it was still like oh yeah. But then they started looking for then then they put out the word that they needed career planners. Now Army, yeah. Army they call them what? Retention? I was gonna say what do they call them? Retention, Retention NCOs? NCOs. Yeah, or okay. it's career planner as well. You, oh, oh, really? There's there's two separate. The you Navy, be, I think they call it a career counselor. Mm, but we were career, like a nicer career, career planner. <laughs> so it was, no, I think it's career counselor basically in the Army as well. Talking with Marines trying to get them to reenlist is essentially what it is. Bonus, which is and a all sweet that? gig. I've always oh, like, it was a sweet gig. Yeah, yeah. It, like before. Why is your lady so crabby then? No, different, <laughs> different, different person. Oh, different yeah, thing. but early on when I was still in transportation, I thought, oh man, I want to go be a career planner. Those dudes live it up. They, you know. Yeah. So I was doing that for this, this unit, but then I got orders to Okinawa in my job again. You know, mm. that, that in unit, the typing that thing? That unit was controlling what I did. So once I got, I had to go be a career planner, uh, I had to be a communications center person again uh, in Okinawa. And so that's where just my doing order. the typing thing again? So one, one year tours and Marines do either a three year accompanied or a one year unaccompanied. unaccompanied yeah. And I got an unaccompanied tour to Okinawa. You so, didn't stay unaccompanied though. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Why? <laughs> you were very difficult to tell a story. Well, because. To get to tell a story. Because I got lonely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I was having, it was a good experience being in, in yeah. Okinawa. It was, you know, it's nothing like, you know. the. I can't even imagine the culture shock. Yeah. Because you don't have television and movies and the internet, no, you, you know, like the way you show up and it'd be like, what? You, cut, you had the Armed Forces Network for yeah, yeah. radio and TV. Yeah. Well, that so and every, station. every single thing you've probably seen on television and media was so about stereotypical Japan. Was it World War II Japanese. It wasn't, like. it wasn't about Okinawa. It was, unless it was a war movie, right? And yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I had to ask your, your mother if she'd be interested in coming over because we had to pay for it ourselves because the Marine Corps was Pay to get it. us there. And pay then, to get you there, pay to live off base. Because yeah. you were living in a barracks otherwise? 
Yeah, I was living in a barracks. That's so they, the other thing that sucked. But did they there. let you live with us at the yeah, apartment? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Once I got permission to bring you over, okay. that I was, then I was going to pay for everything. Yeah, they're like, oh, go ahead, live where you want. <laughs> right, right. They were they were okay with that. Did so that you, shift your contract to three years then? No. Oh, okay. No, it didn't. You probably just schmoozed somebody like, hey. No, it's just, just... I don't know finish, why they care, though, to be honest. Finish my one-year tour and... Yeah, see, I have I I was too young then. I have no memories of Okinawa then. I do the second time we went. Yeah. Well, so we you were in Okinawa for only the year, and then where? North, North Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. Because yeah. again, your, your your brother was conceived in Okinawa. Oh, born in North did Carolina. Not need to know that, but thanks. Well, <laughs> did you hear that, Ben? Or Ruthie listens sometimes. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> so then that was uh, Cherry Point. Yeah, Cherry Point, North Carolina. I have LAD, vague... LAD battalion, the Stinger missiles. Uh-huh. That's, oh, yeah. that's the unit that I went to. I sort of have memories of North Carolina. I remember that we had the playground in the backyard. It was that typical like metal, like the ones they tear down now because somebody can hurt. Yeah, we're... but I remember it was awesome because you just it yeah. was right there, and we had that really nice screened-in porch. The house, I think, probably was a dump. They had a great golf course too. Yeah, yeah. I golfed. was a career planner then too. That's what I was going to say. Oh. Where because yeah. it's it's kind of a an additional duty, right? Or well, you, it's not a career it's change. A, it's a B, BMOS, but I, it's a, it's a full, full-time job. Right. But like in the, at one point, no, I think the entire time I've been in the military, you chose to be a career counselor and then you reclass. That's your primary you could, duty. Oh. Yeah. That, that was a thing. Yeah. Eventually that they could, you could do that. But, uh, you know, I was too far gone by that time. So then we were so. in North Carolina and then Okinawa. Again. Where was your favorite duty station? Okinawa. Yeah. The second time around more so than the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was there accompanied then. Yeah. And so all, and four, we were, all four of us went there. And we were like fun ages too, I feel like, to have in a place like that. Well, Ben was little, mm-hmm. but he Ben Ben was more, um, not fun, but <laughs> he was a good baby. <laughs> like, he was more jolly then than he is now. <laughs> If you've met my brother, you understand. <laughs> he was like, hi. You were both good kids, good travelers. Yeah, yeah. we the beaches that like, I'm jealous of all the people because being army, like getting sent. Well, and we have Harrison, so us getting sent any place good is unlikely. The funny Interesting, thing is, anyway. The funny thing is, I I taught Ben how to. You know, as soon as he was. Oh you, yeah, you weren't. That's quite, right. You weren't quite as uh, gifted at golf. Uh, um, I'm not athletic your, in any way, shape, or form. It's okay. I, I know, but I was trying to be kind. No, you don't need to. I understand. Okay. Right. <laughs> I have no, I have no ego in the well, sports arena. So, so my daughter sucked at all sports, <laughs> <laughs> and so also my, did not care to get better at them. No, not competitive whatsoever. <laughs> if you were out, yeah, you know, picking dandelions and stuff. And I think that's left the field. biggest. Was baseball. I was. But, yeah, that's I, the biggest contributor. And you're true to form. You. I've stayed consistent. You're, you're consistent. You, <laughs> your your competitiveness. So as soon as Ben could walk, I put a golf yeah. cart. He golf, was good. Golf club in his like hand, a, and he would. He was he cute. Was, he would smack that ball. Yeah, yeah. Was so I would take cute. him to the driving range, and, and I would. He'd get a actually, crowd. <laughs> Okinawans would actually gather around to watch him hit balls. Because he was like this. I mean, he was tiny. Yeah. He was this little yeah. like toddler. I mean, he might have only been like one or two. I mean, he was little. And he'd smack that ball. And he'd do, like, you just keep filling baskets. He'd stand there all day doing it. He'd love to go fill up the basket. It's like, give him coins and he gets to go. It's like Tiger Woods, though. I think, What, yeah, yeah. what happened? Well, except Tiger Woods had a professional golfer as a dad. Oh, he had yeah. Him. Yeah, so. Well, and, you know, civilians who can focus all of their time on that one kid and, not, you know, their lives aren't controlled by another thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, Ben's competitive, but I don't think he's, 
you have to have a certain personality on top of being competitive to be successful at that level. Like you, I think they're all a little bit nuts. I mean, you could, there, there's something to be it's said excessive. about somebody that, you know, it, it seems like there's a lot of parental push. We never tried yes. to be, per, we never tried to be pushy with our kids yes. with sports. I like, mean, you have to got to, you have to want to do it. You know? Yeah. No, I, I'm that. not going to say, And he well, still I enjoys like it, it though. Do it. Like yeah. he does it and he still enjoys it. It's it never like, yeah. Great. Oh, no, I think could, that's he, a good balance. That yeah. being said, we should really train one of mine to be a successful golfer. Juniper looked darn cute in those outfits. Boy, if you could She'd teach Harrison that. how to be a kicker. Oh man. <laughs> man. No, I feel it'd be like the blind side. Just teach him how to hit yeah. people. We'll just he'll be right. big and just right. Yeah. Just don't know about his you know, like we'd have to get him headphones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to he'd, he'd stem getting out there to the to the field. We'd just be like that one, hit him. <laughs> you know, you know Harrison though. He'd he'd hit somebody and they they'd he'd go, feel bad. They'd go ouch and he'd apologize. He'd kiss him on the yeah, forehead because yeah, he always yeah. like if he thinks he hurts you. He well, always the moment that you there's the physical pain in there, he's not doing it. So he's yeah, 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 he's, he's not gonna. <laughs> Juniper, I think, is the ticket for anything like that because she's got a little bit of mean in her and a little, a little nice. I don't know. I disagree with you. <laughs> Who Harper? Because because Juniper's got you in her and she's oh. she knows she she's stubborn and she knows that she doesn't have to care about this anymore. She'll <laughs> walk away. She doesn't care. And I have she, done just fine. I, I'm not saying you haven't done just fine. I'm just saying she's got your tendency to go, Matt, that's enough, and walk away. Harper, on the other hand, Cares. will try and care mm. and put all of her efforts into it. She's got the stick to itness of that. Yeah. Like Harper's probably the one to put some effort into it because she she'll believe it. Yeah. <laughs> she'll believe it wholeheartedly and she'll go. We're dreamers. None yeah. of my kids are. I mean, they're wonderful, but I don't think they're rich and famous. <laughs> but side note, Awase Golf Course. It was Awase, right? Had the best tacos. tacos you've ever had in your entire life. And I wonder, do they still make tacos? I don't know. And you wonder, like, are they? Were they as good as we remember, or did we like make that up in our head? But I feel like they really were as good as we remember. You know, it was interesting. You see some of these movies about Japanese gangsters and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh the, yeah. the um. What are they called? Yakuza. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yakuza? Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah. yeah. It's in one of the Fast and Furious what, movies. Well, but, and <laughs> the so tip you, of the fingers so gone. And, yeah. So you'd, you'd go, uh, you'd be golfing and you'd see the civilians could come and, you know, pay a higher price and play the, the military the, the military base. That seems like and a security thing that there, would it not happen it, now. It wasn't on base. Oh, it, was it just, just was owned by the. Yeah, it okay. was just owned by the military. So uh, you'd see them out there and if there'd be four golfing, there'd be four caddies. And then there'd be two other tag-alongs, probably security. Yeah. And if you saw them in the clubhouse, there were quite a few of them that were missing their little tip of their pinky, pinky. finger. Is yeah. it because they chop it off as like an initiation thing? Yeah. Didn't you Look. ever watch those movies? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm telling you, though, the only reference I've ever seen to the Yakuza is Fast and the Furious, like, <laughs> four. <laughs> whatever, Tokyo Drift or whatever one that is. Yeah. That's wild, though. But I, that's weird to me that they'd be in Okinawa. Or did they come and vacation there? Like, you'd uh, think they'd be more mainland. Oh, it's all over. Uh, but they never they never mess with anybody, really. Well, I mean, they, they, they were like the, yeah. yeah, they're not. What? There was never fear. Never what fear. What does the do, though? I mean, like in America, gangs and different stuff. It's always drugs. They're or like, we're mafia. watching that Tulsa King and it's. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's organized crime. It know, is, but what it crime is are they doing? That's what yeah. I want to know. I'm going to Google know. that later. That's, a, that's another episode was, as well. Was Okinawa where I crashed? With all the, our expertise about the Yakuza. Was Okinawa where I crashed the golf ball cart? Or the golf, golf cart? Yeah. No, that was... Quantico. Into a golf ball washer. That's Quantico. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I guess I would have been older there. Yeah. Knock the wind. 
Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had the wind knocked out of myself at, like I did then. Yeah, you kind of scared me there. Yeah, because I couldn't like, and he's going, here, drink this Kool-Aid. I was like, I can't breathe. In my head, I'm like, I can't breathe. I don't think I should try swallowing anything. And my brother's probably just like, Doo-doo. but like a giant bug landed next to me on the seat. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, I'm easily distracted. And so I think I was driving it, and I don't know why I didn't just stop because I was probably like eight years old and I shouldn't have been driving a golf cart. That's true. He's like, don't tell your mom. That's also true. I probably went and told my mom as soon as I got there. That's probably true. Yeah, very much. True to form again. But Ben, I don't even think Ben. No, didn't phase him. Unfazed. He was like, oh. But it was like, I hit the And I don't think I damaged the golf ball washer. No, you didn't damage anything. It wasn't that fast. It was the steering wheel just hit me right in the chest. Solar plex, yeah. Knocked it right out, yeah. I don't think I passed out though, did I? No. It is terrifying to see your kid do that because Juniper, we were at the jump place and she did like a flip and landed just flat on her back and as soon as she did it i saw i was like that's either gonna be really bad or she's fine and she looked terrified like pure horror in her eye and and i'm like rubbing her sternum trying to get her to go i'm like someone's gonna have to call the ambulance i don't know what's happened she did eventually breathe but she was eyes bugging out her head turned blue it was terrible yeah so don't let your eight-year-old <laughs> drive a golf cart you know the worst one well i wasn't there was- for junipers but harrison Harrison. Oh, Harrison fell down the steps and knocked the wind out of himself, and he's going. We don't terrible. even want to go there. Some of the things that that boy oh, their has done injuries scare me to oh, death. Gosh, Everything yeah. he does is always worse too, because he can't explain anything to you. It's always bad. But he's you know, up over a hundred pounds, close to your height, so close to five yeah. ten, and thirteen years old, autistic, and your his breath is gone and I'm trying to hold him up. Up, Yeah. And I, I was scared to death. Yeah. I don't know, like, and then you don't want him to fall. It is. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, he's already fallen once. Anyways, so anyways, off the rails, I ran the golf, ball, the golf cart into the golf ball washer. Um, so you went from Okinawa where we, Oh, let's talk about karaoke. <laughs> oh, sure. So, so we, the first time I was in Okinawa, the, yeah. the, the, there was no karaoke in the States. That was, it, it was just it was a, a thing Japanese in, thing. It was a thing in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, when I was there by myself and uh, in my little cubicle, because that's what we lived in. It was a, it was a squad bay, mm-hmm. you know, open, oh, open squad bay with. That, that was your. I had a curtain dorm, a, or well, whatever you'd call it, like a, a dor- dorm. It'd be an upgrade. Yeah. So th- th- you had a wall locker, you had a, a single rack or bed, or yeah. whatever you want to call Are it. You sure you were lonely and not just not wanting to live in a, <laughs> giant, yeah. a gross. I said there was <laughs> that element as well. <laughs> so then. Uh, uh, I had this tape, you know, was, this is when, you know, cassette tape. Oh, yeah. Of this oldies, and one of them was, the song was Sukiyaki. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought this up, Kim, because we're, we're going to do a duet now like we did on radio. No. Yes, we are. So it was... Uh, I'll sit and watch you, that. You, you, you had, I replayed it over and over, and I wrote it down phonetically, and then I mm. memorized it, and then I went out into the ville into one of the, their karaoke the little, bars. Like, yeah, yeah, they had a little town and outside I, and the I, gates. And I requested the song, and I, I sang it. Of course, I couldn't, you know, the, the words are coming across on the screen. I have no idea what they were. So you just had were. it memorized. I had it memorized. But I couldn't. I did couldn't. you have your notes with you, or did it no. look like you knew the song? No, it looked like I knew the song. Uh, yeah. So then. Well, I mean, uh, you did, but not really. So I couldn't buy a beer then. They were all over, you know, the, the I was Yank that say, was that's ugly American cool. coming in. <laughs> Singing in Japanese. Of course, then they would talk Japanese. And, and you're like, I only know that. <laughs> Skoshi desu. You know, I learned how to say a little bit. Yeah. 
That's funny. But, well, yeah. but, but it wasn't popular so, in America yet. So then, you know, that was the first time. So then when we were in Quantico, they had this radio station that had, you sing it, we play it weekend. Mm. Oh, I, it, was yeah. an, it was an oldie station. Uh-huh. So I said, Kim, oh, I'm going to call up and we're going to do a duet. We're going to sing this song together. Because all the music that I listen to over and over and over again, she knows in her head. Right. Because it's Sukiyaki <laughs> and the Doobie over. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, Kim. I don't know that I know it anymore. Thank you for you're welcome. That I really, I do know it. I, I, <laughs> I want to really sing. Yeah, My talking voice is annoying enough. I only have three listeners. I'll lose them all if I sing. <laughs> Jeepers. But no, this is the, what I was getting at, though, is like when we were in Okinawa, I, I vaguely, I do remember that was in Quantico. But when we used to go to the malls and stuff, you could either. Festivals. The festivals, they always had karaoke. So he'd always sing that. It was like he was just a. One man show traveling, around, <laughs> getting attention from all the Okinawans because he could sing in Japanese. And one, then, one, one, one man in one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was no, there was no but encore. See, but they always were singing like American, like rock and roll songs and stuff. Right. Like I don't even think they would sing in Japanese. They wanted to sing in English. Like Whitney Houston was huge then, or like I remember going to the Staff Club. Yeah, well, we'd go to the the club, and they'd have, have karaoke on certain nights. They would have bands from the Philippines that were incredible. They couldn't speak any English, but they were incredible in uh, doing cover songs. Well, the lead singer of, exactly. American cover of songs. the lead singer of Journey is Filipino and he right. does speak English, but but he didn't speak English at the time when they found him could, on YouTube. But and he, he could sang, sing the could song sing like the you. He probably right. learned him phonetically. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he, he's, I think he's still their, their head, their lead singer, but we, so we used to go to all the festivals and it was like they had those, I was a little, I did participate a little bit more. Like with the eel thing, like you, the kids would all get in this. It was, it, it was just a big looked, pool. It was a big pond. It was like they put a tarp over like. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it wasn't very deep and you'd get in and catch eels and then they'd grill them and eat them. I did not eat them. You did try to catch them though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Them, but you, yeah. you know, it's kind of like band where you actually had an instrument, but you never really played it. I well, was you just got, walking you around got in the water. Wa- <laughs> you got in the water, but you didn't really try to catch them. <laughs> I faked it for, it was yes. like a photo op. Yes. <laughs> the thing that. that the thing that I think of the most is like you, I mean, these memories last forever. You know, you talk about them, you laugh about them. And a common thing that we see, especially the whole Dependa oh. thing, is you know, Dependa, a stereotypical Dependa is, you know, at the Walmart in a... It, no bra. No bra, <laughs> a t-shirt that you probably slept in, sweatpants, Crocs, you know. Or it's like you know, a t-shirt that says army wife. Oh, or, or something like that. Or your I husband's love my soldier. <laughs> Oh, don't, and, don't. and they complain and complain about how they hate the community. And if yes. you were to step every community that you go to, get jump, Except jump for head Yuma. first, <laughs> jump head first into that community and and enjoy the culture. For the most part, and like don't go native. You know, that but is, like that is great advice because the guys that hated Okinawa. I mean, that was hated. They didn't want to go to Okinawa. They, there was nothing there to do, and I got there, and I just you're eat. like it's. A I took a Japanese paradise. class, and I immersed myself in the community. Uh, the second time over there, uh, you're you know Betty taught English as a second language in the school in Naha. 
And so that was then, a huge, very, very popular thing oh, at the time. Like man, so that was a big deal. We got to know so, so many great people that way. They'd come to our house and we'd go to the PX and get big steaks and put them on the grill. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'd take them to the golf course where it was, you know, you know, and I, I'd pay for it. It was cheap. But, yeah. Or he, he, we, we never win anything, but you won that keg of beer. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, I don't remember how we, it was a drawing. Yeah, yeah, and it was, but it was like I think we had we could walk to the staff club or wherever, yeah, but it was yeah. a hill, and so to get the keg up the hill, I think we had like a kid's one of our wagons, and we dragged it up the hill. Yeah, and then you had like a tent, tapped it. Yeah, yeah, and like there was it just, was just had a party. It was uh, you know it was other Marines and there, but it was a, a lot of Okinawans that came over, and then yeah. I just remember the Doobie Brothers and a beer keg, and it was. And watermelon what, or something. Well, what more do you need in the Doobie Rose? Yeah, yeah, not much. <laughs> yeah. And it's like paradise, the weather. I don't know how anybody could be mad about... I don't know how... I get that, like, if you don't have family there and, like... But it's paradise, literal paradise. Like, how... You can't be mad there. It's ridiculous. No. But beautiful, can, beautiful. But people are. Beaches. Yeah. But even in... So that's where, you know, I, that, that was the point I was trying yeah. to make is what you... That advice is is critical. Get out and become part of the community and you're going to enjoy it a whole lot more. Don't just complain about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because the reason you couldn't buy a beer is because you took like every single person there was amazed and ecstatic that someone took the time and embraced their culture and, right. and, and, and became a part of it. And, you know, they're all wanting to, you know, know English and, and they want to share, yeah. they want to share their culture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were in Radcliffe, Kentucky, and it sounds as awful it as it was terrible. But we had a grand time it was still there fine. because we, we Louisville went, went far. Yeah, we went out and made friends, and the people around you are what makes the experience. It's like when you come to Wisconsin. You want you, you come to Wisconsin. We want to share our culture. You want to give you broads oh, and, oh, yeah. and cheese curds and. We were at the ball. <laughs> we were at the ball here at Clarksville yesterday, and Shane's like. I just walked by two people, and we oh, had just been at Culver's, great. by the way, eating cheeseburgers and French fries and cheese curds. And he said he overheard these two ladies talking, and the one was trying to explain to the other one what a cheese curd was. And what did she say? She goes, she goes, oh, you know what? The cheese curds are so amazing. And this older lady, probably in her 60s, 70s, goes, cheese turd? What the hell's a cheese turd? <laughs> She's like, no curd. <laughs> they do look like little turds. Oh, it was so funny. She, it, it, was, you know, it was funny. She laughed and she's like, no, it's deep fried cheese and, every, and it was so funny. But no, that's the thing. In Wisconsin, that is the one reason I would move back mm. is because you had a community. That whole Cheers bar thing, we go to Yangers yeah. and you oh, knew yeah. every single right. person there. And there was a reason to go there every single day and of the, the week. Monday the football, Tuesday <laughs> pool league, Wednesday yeah. dart league. Darts. You know, yeah. you had Bowling. poker night on Thursday. You had Friday because it was Friday and you all went. That's oh, why oh, those Saturday people are in the bar at 10 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Pro football. You know, yeah. it, you had a reason to go. And then they found reasons to get outside the bar and, and do play kickball and play kickball <laughs> and dodgeball drunk and push and yeah and you, you know you, but the, yeah the softball leagues and all that were huge yeah like i i do but i i don't know how well we do because it's weird to go back now and i think the talking about like don't come home on leave because you know they can either come well, see i didn't, I, didn't mean, well, I don't mean don't ever go home i'm just saying don't no, but, always go home expecting that your buddies are going to be doing the same thing that you used to do when well, you were there no. because they got a life or that they'll even come see you. Right. Because no. we'll drive 11 hours and people will be like, well, when are you coming this way? And I'm like, right. I just drove 11 hours with my two cats, my dog, and my three children. Like, You've you can drive an hour and minutes. a half to yeah. come see me. Like, I, I don't, I'm not getting back in the car. And so I think people always have, 
especially the the new people think, oh, we're going to go back and they're going to be excited to see us. No, they moved people on. typically suck. <laughs> like, like one year because I, yeah. I, left, I left at 17. I left Tennessee at 17, went to Wisconsin, yeah. came back maybe a year later. People were still the same, doing the same things. And then I came back two years later and they're involved with life and jobs and families and everything else. And it's never the same. Well, and now I think that, well, and it probably, maybe it was then too, when you finally did get out, it's weird to come back into a community that has no military connection. Watertown oh, has, for it. there's, when's the close, the closest base is like Fort Chicago. McCoy. Fort McCoy or, or, or Fort McCoy for the army is way up North. And it is the cold middle weather, of cold, nowhere. Cold weather training for, yeah. for the military. Yeah. yeah. It, and, which is uh, funny since I went there or Great to Lakes. Iraq. Or Great Lakes is probably technically yeah, closer yeah, to where we were. Illinois. But yeah, but yeah. so there is no military no. influence at all. And so when I go back and like people are like, well, where have you been? Well, your husband does what? You know, like they, they have this idea of it being like the movies or it's very like glamorous in their head. I'm like, no, no, it's not like that. Honestly, and I they don't can't relate because I'm cool. <laughs> and you speak a different language too. They don't understand what you're talking they about. They have no idea. And, and the, the experience is yeah. They've lived in the same place since, like, they literally know the same people since kindergarten. And then it always weirds me out when people don't have Facebook or like social media. And I get the idea of not wanting it because it's a little overwhelming. But like, I couldn't get rid of that. Well, because of the business, but I mean, I couldn't get rid of that because most of my connections to even the friends I made in the military is through that. Like, that's how I stay connected to everybody. They've known my kids since before they were born and like we watch each other's kids get grow up that way. And I think a lot of civilians like, Oh, I don't have Facebook, you know, like there's, you know, we'll look at you. Well, yeah. Cause your whole family lives in town. <laughs> like <laughs> all your friends are here. Like I wouldn't have social media if I was with all of the people that I have the connections to, but mine are all over the world. So I, you know, it's like you kind of, so I don't know how well we do. Like I know mom wishes we'd come back and like, move in next door and, and be true. in Wisconsin. But That's true. Oh, yeah. And there's some appeal to that. There is, but I don't know how well we'd actually do. Yeah. <laughs> because I, it's weird to me to, like, talk to, like, people like my cousin May, who I talk to enough, or, like, you know, my brother, my sister. Well, Ben was in the Air Force. But, like, people who have absolutely no military experience, and I, they do. They just are completely clueless. Yeah. And it's hard to carry on a conversation with people who just have none of the life experience. It's a common story and I'm sure you have the experience of it, but you know, leaving the military and my buddies going, dude, I cannot stand any of these civilians that I'm working with. Yeah. It's so unorganized. It's so, you know, they have they're no, lazy or they're they have, yeah, they have no loyalty to the job. They don't have the work, work ethic. ethic. They don't have the, the, um, that's funny Systems. that you say that because my first civilian job after I retired was working in that Bethesda. Yep, the facility for severely cognitively individuals and, your and job was hard. And <laughs> it, it was a psychology technician, so right. all I did was go on on crisis calls. So I might have to stand at a timeout room and you know, but this all my, sounds so my, like my military manner was just weird to everybody else. But my supervisors loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you scared everybody I, else, but they were glad because. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, it, it's just, I don't know. You can't, I don't know. It's hard to describe. But Did I, you think I, it was I, weird coming back and like the people you knew were just being back in Watertown after being gone so long or yeah, no? Yeah, no, it was, it was difficult because you, you know, there's, they're not, it's not the same. No. I no. think something the military does. Even with siblings or family, like you've been right. gone so long that it's, they've all, they all have different lives and you're just not sure. in it. I think the military wide instills in people, especially after you've been in them 20 years, 
is the impulse to take action in or in face of the lack of information. Like you, you just, without any advice, you just go, okay, well, we got to do it. Then you do it. You just, you take action first and figure it out on the way. And most people sit back and think about it longer. Right. <laughs> well, you're going, you're going back into a place where you're private again. Yeah. yeah. And you, and you, but you've got that, you know, sergeant or staff sergeant or gunner well, sergeant yeah, that or too. lieutenant or captain or whatever rank you were experience. So you look at your supervisor and you go, boy. This is an idiot. <laughs> I had an idiot supervisor, but I don't think I would have done it that way if I was supervising. <laughs> well, that's just the thing. You like you went from a but, supervisor. But I, was never, I was never late. I was never. You know, I was always on. T- I, yeah, I, perfect I, you employee. Know, I, yeah, I always had vacation left. You know, you had to use it. You know, yeah. you, got to, you got to that point. So it's uh. Well, it's so, okay. But, so that. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so you you got out and then got that job at Bethesda basically because right. you needed something to do. Right. Yeah. And I was you going, had your full retirement. You had, yeah. And I was going to school part-time. Well, you know, that's a fallacy. You okay. can't live on a military retirement because it's 50% of your base pay, unless it's different now. No. After 50. 20 after mm-hmm. twenty years. So at that time, that wasn't much. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. I, I still got my LESs from that. I, <laughs> I, I could look do. it up. You were always that way. <laughs> but uh, so organized. Uh, we were both working at the same place. So but, Well, we consider, it knowing, but then, we consider knowing it's going to be at least a house payment. Right, it's that's yeah, probably where you're living. Yeah, depending no, on where you're well, living. You can't live in Hawaii on that. Oh, no, well, no. <laughs> no, but I'd go to Okinawa before I'd go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, but we know it's going to be probably a house payment and the Tricare. The, 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 the Tricare, especially you, for our Harrison. The health care is. I can't even describe the the benefit that that is. So you, if you make it, the, you know, the twenty years. The, you, you started to say earlier today, or, and I told you to shut up and save it for the podcast, where you said, if you knew what you know now, you wouldn't have gone in? I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I said, I don't know that I could, in good conscience, with the world the way it is now, mm-hmm. encourage someone to join the military. That's what okay. I said. No, I, 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 it, Your absolutely, experience. it absolutely saved my life. I mean, yeah. I, I don't I have no idea what I would have been doing. Yeah. Could yeah. have been a, it, it could have been a factory. And it, could have, it could have been ever. a factory. Yeah. And I was going to say. Could have lopped off fingers and, ooh. you know. Might, oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say when, you know, Kim uh, Kim got you back into the military, Harrison is the only, and I remember being in uh, Arizona, and oh. you and I having knockdown, drag out fight about Arizona me staying. Arizona was not a good. It was not a good time <laughs> in our life. But the, um, and my only point at that time was, if Harrison stays with us for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. that Medicare or that that Tricare, well, yeah, Tricare, he would have right, had so other, not Medicare, but, yeah. uh, but the 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 medical benefits alone are worth me doing eight more years. To well, and with the girl, on. like the college stuff, still been a benefit, yeah, because you still would have been a disabled right. veteran. But it's it's just a yeah. lot of I, I don't the people who are like we've got three kids, my husband's been in seven years, and he hates it. And I'm just thinking, just hold on, because you'll get through that. You'll get to a duty station he does like, or he'll get a job, or re- change your job. If he hates his job, do whatever he can to change his I mean, like Shane went from transportation to right. what he does now, and I think that changed our quality of life yeah. immensely. And yeah. then coming here, it being where we are now, it's it's night and day difference. Of So they just got to, like, hold. I don't know, man. If you're already seven years in, 13 more seems like forever, but... It goes quick. It, it does. Yeah. Like your kids grow fast and to have, even if it is only a house payment or something like that's in and, and the medical alone. 
at the end is huge if something happens. I'm similar to you as in I would have a hard time talking to, like I I told our friends, uh, our friend last time, you know, a year ago when he was talking about his boys going into the military and I was like, there's, there's some things you really need to think about in their quality of life and the current circumstances, you know, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't encourage them to do so. But if you are head, if you are determined to go into the military and that is what you're going to do and you, now I will be your guide. I will gladly help you guys you should navigate. start a nonprofit where you, know, you just go with kids well, to go join the military and you torture the recruiters with questions. You know, <laughs> like, I, I kind of like that idea actually. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the, the military would be for somebody that's, you know, you're, you're not going to, you're going to have people like me that were rudderless. And if I wouldn't have gone, I would have had no direction. I would have had no discipline. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten that foundation. So it might be okay for somebody. It's what scares me is there's, there's nothing like having a child or a loved one, you mm-hmm. know, like when you were over there or like mm-hmm. Ben, ben was, ben was mm-hmm. in Iraq and Afghanistan. There is, I'm getting goosebumps right now. It's stress. Thinking about it. Yeah. Because at that time I was a career plan. I was a uh, uh, veteran county, co- service county veteran service officer. Mm-hmm. So I did go on crisis, uh, casualty calls and things. Oh, and so, gosh, you know, talk no. to the families well, and it was horrible. In your military experience, you kind of hit a window where it was like Vietnam ended And there were like my girlfriend, like my friend's dads were, I feel like desert storm. That was a big deal when we were in. So in 1974, when I went to boot camp, our, you know, like I say, Vietnam was, was trailing off. Our drill instructors told us our next war that you need to prepare for is going to be in the desert. And fight and, really? And, and, and so they, they already they, were tracking the. They said the Arabs, but <laughs> yeah, you can't say no. Oh, I can't say <laughs> no. Well, that's what they said. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, back in but the day, they, they, they the were terminology very, was very prophetic, knowing that it was going to be that's in, wild in, in the desert like that. And, and then Desert Storm. The I don't, I don't remember what the years were. Well, it went so quick. The the it was first only one, like a hundred days or something, wasn't it? Hundred hours. Oh, hours? Yeah, it was really. Oh, short. I don't think I was tracking that. I mean, I was a kid, so. So even though my unit was probably supposed to go. Uh, it, it, it never, it, it, it was over too fast. And then there was Somalia. I think yeah. you were in for that. Yeah, but that was, you know. Yugoslavia? All, all those little ones, that was, you know, small Marine units that would well, handle that. our one friend, he was a Marine photographer, and so he used to go to a lot of that stuff, but he was never gone, like, huge amounts of time. And it was, like, I just think that whole experience while you were in, and even me as a kid, is very different. I mean, some of those kids, maybe their dads did certain jobs where they were gone, but you were around most of the time. I mean, like you used to right. go out in the field once in a while, but right. like uh, our experience as kids was nothing like what my kids have had to experience. Like we figured it out, the math. Well, it was like, if you don't include the deployments where we didn't have kids yet, but I mean, even the amount of, t- it's literal years he's been gone of their right. lives if you add up all the months. Um, and like, we just didn't, well, we, and some of the guys, we didn't have that. Some of the guys I work with, their deployments, they're, they're, they're in like number 10, number 11. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at five, maybe six by the time I get out. Yeah. You know, you, then, were, you, were, you were talking about uh, it would be a good idea to start, start a nonprofit for taking, you know, yeah. going in with kids. But, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the second part of that would be a nonprofit because I don't know how well the, the military is taking care of the service members when they're in saying, you know, you know, maybe even three, four years before they get out saying, you need to start laying the groundwork now. It's like, you know, so you're talking about life insurance, you know, what, what direction do you want to go with that? And what it was the purpose. So many, so many military members get sucked into things. Because, I think there's some of well, that, like to, to get them out, like 
classes and stuff, but I don't know how often they take advantage of it or how good they are or, you know. Honestly, I think some of the things that you've done, because you've stepped into the Veterans Affairs arena in a, like, statewide, you know, um, effort, but those people, some of those politicians or uh, volunteers have made it. So now, you know, you have that transition assistance program, um, and it was a year and now they pushed it out to two years. And even where I'm at right now, there's a program where they encourage you three years out to go just sit for a day or two and listen to these people tell you, you have to start now. You have to start figuring out what you're going to do, which sucks because I still don't know what I'm going to do when I grow <laughs> up. You know, but I, I have an idea. And yeah, it's... But there's some things that they should know. You know, even when you first go in that you'll you know what, this might not be seem important to you now, but you need to keep a, a not, not a day-to-day journal, like, a, you know, journaling. But, I mean, if, if you have some type of injury uh, and you go to a sick bay, you know, just write down who witnessed it and, and their contact and their phone number. So when you get out and you file your claim with the VA, that's you've money. got all evidence. Uh, so you might not think, oh, well, I got I hurt my knee playing basketball. Well, it doesn't matter. What, what, if you get hurt and you're in, in the military, that counts as uh, being injured. Well, now, and I, now people don't like that, and some sometimes they don't like to hear it. But yeah. that's the government. That's the way they do it. So yeah. why why would you why want not to fight take it? advantage of? There were some people when I filed claims because we didn't get to that part. But I was yeah. a, uh, I was a county veteran service officer for almost twenty years, guess, and and that was so helping yeah, helping what, veterans. So uh, not every state has that, but in Wisconsin, each county has one. Right. Like here, I think there is a person who does that, but they're like in Nashville. There's a, a like an office. So, but you you would have someone to reach out to. It just may not be in your. But anyway, so he did that for almost twenty years. Go ahead. Each state has some kind something. of something, some kind of representative to help you file claims. Okay, but you're uh, the way I explain it to people well, is, well, you is have if s- you go back, go search out that county veteran service officer because their only job is to help you transition in, or not the only job, but one of their main jobs is to help you transition into civilian life and ensure that you are getting everything you deserve from your twenty year service or however long you were in. You know, and you were getting those benefits, and they're the middleman that's going to advocate for you. I guess the biggest thing would be you're an advocate. You're an advocate for veterans, right? But I didn't. I didn't know any of that. I I, I wouldn't have known it to file a claim for myself actually, unless I got that job. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Right. Well, and so, how many people have you had come to you who are not getting any money because they never filed anything, and are, and for, then you're like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, they've, been, they've been out for years. Yeah. You well, know, I the, sent the, a friend to him, and he ended up getting. Thousands of dollars. He went from zero percent to a hundred percent disability. Right. Yeah. Is yeah. And I think I think with the internet and things now, it's a little bit better. People know more things and talk to each other, but a lot of it's false information and and things too. So, but yeah. So they and there's some people that don't want to file a claim because they say, "Well, I don't need that." And this is yeah, it's a weird somebody somebody else is more deserving. You know, and I tell them, you know what, nobody's nobody's going to get a benefit because you turn it down. You're not right. You're you're not like there's not like a pool, and if you take it, there's not any left for anybody else. Yeah, it's a funny thing. So just write everything down. And another another key uh, issue there would be you're not doing it for you all the time. You're doing it for your spouse, your children, because it could mean benefits for them yeah if you were you know something happens when or, you pass away or whatever yeah. or if they if your you know kids want to go to school every state's got different benefits for that in wisconsin it's pretty good i think tennessee's a good one too i'm not sure about any other state it's it's similar because we have friends that their daughter's about to graduate and i think if she 
goes to school in Tennessee, it's free tuition or something. There's something now with the, the new GI Bill that you can actually give some of that to your yeah. spouse or kids. Yes. But you have to do it before you have to give at least one. Yeah, it's got it's an additional service obligation where if you transition those benefits over, you owe the army or the you know, the, the Department of Defense time is is the way I understand it. You know, I think our kids are too young at this moment for me to The point is you need to look into that before you, you know, you're a week from getting out. Mm -hmm. What would you say about, because you were always really good about saving even when there was no money, (laughs) like when they, you first started. Right. Well, that, I didn't save much when I initially went in. I was stupid like everybody else. You know, you get, you get any money saved up and you go out buy the new vehicle. (laughs) So you had never had any money in the bank. (laughs) But when we went to Okinawa and you started getting that cola, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of money for us, mm-hmm. and we just uh, started investing. I I, I just did, did some research. I got licensed as a as a uh, uh, insurance. Agent. <laughs> yeah, you had a few and, of those little side things. Yeah, well, well, Prime I, America. And and like. I didn't and I didn't sell anything. It's just that I did it for knowledge. So we we would start stocking that money away. We had term life insurance for the future mm-hmm. uh, for both of us, and then we had. Uh, no load mutual funds that I would research at the library and see where, where I should invest it and know that I could, I could do that and I didn't have to pay somebody to do it, mm-hmm. but it took a little bit of effort, but, weren't but you it s- paid off in the but end. I feel like mom always said that you always saved a certain amount each we month, did. no matter yeah. what we did. it was like, yeah. and right. I, I don't think people do that as much anymore. Cause so often like everybody's pipes froze and their ceiling right. collapsed and they're like, well, where do we go stay? And it always takes a minute to like get the insurance or whatever to pay like you need to have some funds for a rainy day or a snowy right. day in this case. Well, you got to have the long-term savings mm-hmm. and then the medium-term savings. You know, they're all for different things. And then the short-term for emergencies or an emergency fund. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, not to, to hawk anybody else's <laughs> business on, you know, anything, but the, the Dave Ramsey oh. has, has always been. He used to have the radio show. I'm sure he still does. Yeah, and people got beef the, with him, though. Yeah, I know, but... But if you get away from the politics and the religious stuff and just go to the, yeah. Buy the book, put it in front of yourself, get smart on it, and educate your child at a certain point and help make them manage their own money, teach them, because, of course, the schools aren't doing it. Military or not, they're going to be alone and afraid at some point, and they're going to they're going to have to make those decisions just... And it's, a, and, 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 and yeah, it's a balance. You don't want to deprive yourself of like a, we talked about going oh, yeah. and touring around, you know, yeah. s- seeing different things as you, as you, like if they send you to Italy, base. like go everywhere yeah. Yeah, abs- <laughs> and it's absolutely. cheap apparently absolutely. once you're, and you know, you'll use your money for that because I mean, that's what it's about, uh, but you, you still want to, uh, you know, have some, some savings. Like mom used to, even in Okinawa, she used to fly to the Philippines and go shopping. I mean, there well, wasn't that, a whole lot of places to go, but she used to go a little bit. That wasn't a big deal, though. That flight I probably like four dollars. <laughs> it was like it wasn't three dollars and fifty cents round trip or something crazy. Um, it's not it, safe anymore. I don't. It, think it might. Do. It might have been a Mac flight. So oh, that's oh, true. Oh yeah, so been well, we got Mac. We we'll have to do it again. So one of these episodes because we're running out. So my oh, yeah. mom took all the kids to the PX, so the house was quiet. But she just gave the alarm that <laughs> they're on their way back. So I'm worried they're gonna bust through the door and all right cause the chaos. Do you have any last minute things for this particular? Episode? How much time I got? Five minutes. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Hey, we got a couple days. And we got this. Well, we can, be, we'll do it again. This should be part Mom one. Mom wants of, to do it. That'd be a whole different. <laughs> I, I think you should have a call-in show. Oh, God. Well, I've wouldn't thought that, about. that be something? You know, so people could add, add, had actually questions. They could call in. I ask them ask before them. I do episodes, and nobody has any questions. Oh, okay. But all my friends are pretty 
non-dependent. Well, like they know this, what they're doing. This so. will sperm. Well, if I can get if I can get more of a well, maybe the five people that listen will yeah, message maybe if we'll they have bump a this up to six. Well, that true. honestly. They all know our numbers. So <laughs> yeah, they, just call. Call. they just text me. <laughs> but yeah. I've thought about like, I need to get better about doing either a video version of this and you could do like a Facebook live where it's just sitting and I can see questions as they pop up while we're talking. Oh, that's even better. Cause then you don't have to take the question if you don't like it. Right. You just skip. Yeah. Sorry, Amber. We're not going to answer that. That's but, a, like, that's a just... good, that's a good thing. Cause I've been on radio programs before where you have people that want, they, they maybe know the answer or they don't, they don't like the answer that they know that they're going to get. So oh, they're trying yeah. to torpedo you. They're, yeah. they're, it's all about them. It's not. Well, that really was more that politics, politicking. That's a different. No, different I think I think that's today's thing. People, well, just people know, in general are kind of seeking to. They're kind of cheese turds. So what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> all right. Well, we, until we, next time. Sure. Instead of playing uh, your usual music, we should we should sign out by singing sukiyaki. Then we're not. I, you, oh, okay. We can't. You can. No, no, I did already. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me sing. It's terrible. Ask my husband. He loves me dearly most of the time. Am I a good singer? Oh, you're, you're an, you're an entertaining person to watch. Sing, <laughs> I'll tell you that. You throw headphones on and go to editing, and oh, <gasps> he it's took a video so of me doing it once. I forgot he was there. Zero, I was singing real loud. Zero. It's like you pitch no, and tone. No, I'm off. completely tone deaf. Yeah. I don't know if it means you're tone deaf though. If you know that you're deaf to the tone, does that mean you're <laughs> like does I have mean, an awareness? Are you colorblind? About... If you if you know you're colorblind, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. you're still colorblind. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, I'm gonna play my music since Dad refuses to sing. Mm-hmm. Or does he? I do. Okay.